everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, including subscribing to us on Twitch using that free sub that comes with Amazon Prime. But if you don't have any loonies to toss our way, no big deal. We'll be here no matter what. This episode will all be about Fortnite Frenzy, some studio shuffling, and predicting the game awards. I'm the head of the table this evening, Nathan McInerney, and this week I'm joined by AJ Frazier. AJ, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm doing pretty good. I see you're in the Christmas spirit as well. I heard absolutely. uh, uh, then we've got the Grinch of the podcast, Mitch George. Oh, are we talking Christmas? Well, yeah, we're getting close, <sighs> Mitch. Oh, shit! Because <sighs> we he talking Christmas, us. and we he talking us. bug snacks, baby. Uh, Hell yeah. I thought you didn't have one. It was this out bit of focus. much better before. You're welcome. Lame. <laughs> um... <laughs> We're also joined by Alex Cozina. Cozy, how are you doing? Hey, I'm everybody. I'm sad. Oh, what happened? Well, no, it's just you start up a normal episode of Press Wise, and it's like, oh man, Pretzel Rocks uh, just got an update, and you have to delete the old app. Also, all the sound settings on your computer are completely borked, and you still don't quite know how to get them back to normal and you're gonna have to look into that after the podcast also discord just had an update and now whenever you go into a video call with a bunch of people if you stream your screen which i typically do when we do episodes it now appears at the top of all of our individual screens rather than right next to mine which is how it appeared in the past which means that i have to go into obs and reset all the previous layout settings that i previously had it's like you know I feel like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, all right, I feel like I've gotten this podcast to a pretty good place where I can just coast and not have to change up everything on a weekly basis. And now it's like, nah, you got to go back to the drawing board and reset everything. It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> all right, introduce the next person. Um, all right. Oh, Cozy, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I, I got my Xbox Series X from Walmart, so Hi, I'm in pretty everybody. good places. It's my turn to talk. Can you follow up that, Alex? Wait, me? Oh, um, sounds like somebody's sure being a Grinch today. Oh, or a Scrooge. Okay. Who's the who's the mean guy who doesn't like Christmas? Both of That's them. Cozy. They're both. both of them. Scrooge no, no, is the I, one from the Christmas store. My, no, uh, my current... Is it Christmas My current story? disappointment and sadness Scrooge has nothing to do with Christmas, Carol. guys. Christmas Carol, thank you. God Christmas Story is the BB gun one. I was watching uh, Christmas Carol last night, actually. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's my Michael favorite Kane. version. It's so good. That, I'm in the spirit, baby. We got the we got the Pokemon holiday sweater going. We ready to rock. Yep. Um, I apologize. My sweater has bells on it. So if you hear bells ringing, that's me in the background. So <laughs> if your uh, mic can my, pick my, up bells ringing from your sweater, that's a pretty good mic. My sweater just has uh, these eight-bit looking Santas all over it. I so. thought that was appropriate. Excellent. Well, we're all in the Christmas spirit as we get close to Christmas. So, but let's talk. Of, Christmas is so far away. So let's talk about what's going on right now. AJ, tell me what's going on in your life. What are you playing or watching? Oh man. What? Okay. So this weekend, um, this past weekend, uh, there was a Formula One race. Um, okay. And you know, go ahead. 
tell me about this because I saw something on Twitter and I couldn't find video of it. So tell me what happened. Yeah, so something like this hasn't happened in a long time. The improvements that they've made to Formula One racing cars and whatnot um, have have greatly improved the survivability of the drivers and, and everything. Um, and they, they were put to the test this weekend um, as a F1 driver with three races left before he uh, I, I think he's retiring or he, he's leaving f1 for whatever reason three races left in in the season and and whatnot and he is um decide what what happened was he he essentially crashed and uh you, you don't see it very often anymore but it was a big fireball like crash the F1 car got torn in half. Uh, the driver's name is uh, Roman uh, Grosjean, and he um, he survived. And it was like there there's exciting racing where somebody skids off a track and like oh they didn't get to finish because they broke their car. Oh well, but then there's these giant fireballs where everybody barely gets away with their lives and whatnot. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, that it, it was fairly exciting uh, to, to watch that. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, you guys have ever really watched uh, much F1. Uh, it's I'm not necessarily into sp sports, but uh, the sport. Sports it, have it, never it, done it was it for a terrifying me. event to see. Like I saw the video after that. Yeah. Oh my, like that was like that that was nightmare fuel what happened to that guy it was awful but he yeah. did survive he did absolutely survive barely a scratch uh, really okay. uh he well he had some uh burns on his uh wrists his hands and wrists and stuff and other than that i think it sounds like he's going to try and, and come back into uh into it uh for the uh for the last race of the season which would also have been his normal last race so um yeah that it, it was it was scary and it was exciting and i'm glad that in such a uh, a, a da dangerous sport like you forget that you're putting your uh you're, you're you're putting you're literally putting your life on the line in a sport like that uh especially a motorsport like that um yeah. but yeah it, it was it was exciting to see for sure all right well, yeah. it's nice to see exciting explosions of cars every once in a while, as long as everybody survives. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, have you been playing anything special this week? Yeah, actually. I um, So last week, uh, there was a deal across all platforms where uh, Jedi Fallen Order was on sale. Um, so you paid full price for it on Stadia, right? Full price? No, it was actually on discount there, and I got an extra ten dollars off. Oh god! Damn. So you actually bought it on Stadia? Yeah, I bought it on Stadia. Wow! Jesus oh my yeah. god! You're committed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that necessarily, but you know, it's, you're the it, only it's one who's nice. buying games on that platform. How are you not committed? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's funny. I we buy have a all my games there. So there's a friend of ours, a friend of the show, Ant, uh, who has also become a Stadia convert after getting a free Chromecast in the mail. Uh, he's playing everything there. He loves it, and I think he's a crazy person, but it's Wait, fine. Wait, he's, he's been serious about that? I thought he was yes. joking. 
No, oh, he was Jesus. playing Hitman today. I was very worried for his sanity. Like, it works. Um, I, like, I was actually impressed with mine once I got it. I just can't imagine investing in the ecosystem the way it stands. So uh, yeah, we're uh, kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I can, I can totally understand that, and I see that uh, point of view. But, um, I mean, if it helps at all, which it won't, um, I'm not getting any sort of latency in terms of uh, playability of it. Uh, the, the, the game has been completely and totally playable, just like on any other platform or whatnot. So... Uh, maybe the the because it is run on servers and stuff maybe the load times are a little faster or something like that um but they've also i, I know with some previous games like destiny they've uh, they turned the graphics settings down for some reason just to get it to run properly hmm. um and they never turn those back up so i don't know what's going there on there but um uh yeah i uh i'm in, i'm enjoying it um i think what it's so i made the mistake when i first started uh started the game that i, I made the mistake of trying to play it on what is the hard difficulty or jedi master if you will and i'm just not good at that um it's it it's re it's really kind of frustrating um in 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 terms of the game itself and i think it it what it it did is kind of made me notice more about what i kind of don't like about the gameplay specifically um in that uh like a say souls game where you have to go save at a bonfire or something like that um and uh when you go and do that you know all the enemies respawn that like that is one aspect of it that is incredibly frustrating because i could like defeat one enemy turn a corner and get completely brutalized by another enemy and then respawn and then everybody's back in in a way that that doesn't lend itself to the star wars super powerful fantasy mm. if that makes any sense you know what i mean yeah I Cozy, yeah. you played it played it earlier this year. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I, personally, I thought that like your character was represented w uh, with a certain level of power in that game that I thought was appropriate to kind of where he was at. I mean, uh, you know, with any Star Wars game, you need to kind of make concessions so that it makes for an entertaining experience and so that you're not just slashing anything that you come across uh in half with your lightsaber and i i thought it was acceptable for me personally yeah i, I don't really have much to say hmm. in that regard somebody else was going to say something sorry no um no i it, it it's it's kind of hard to to for me to pinpoint like exactly what um like i'm enjoying the story and when it when it does when my hands do what they're supposed to um and and you land that that reflect of the the blaster bolt or something you know it does work but and it does it does feel good in that sense but it's like i don't know i i've already i've already turned it down to the the normal difficulty um and 
while it technically is it has increased my survivability, what I've noticed is it's made the the enemies uh, less aggressive in in a way that is almost immersion breaking now. Um, in one in one of the I'll, I'll just say in the ice cave portion of one of the planets. Yeah. Um, there's uh, these the I forget what they're they're called the, these giant kind of snow monster like things, um, and they <laughs> that this thing tore me apart so much, uh, and then now it's just sort of standing there, um, not attacking me all the time, and in a way that's kind of immersion breaking uh, from what I was playing before. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. It, that's just me. I mean, but yeah, it, I'm having fun with it. Um, will I see it to the end? I don't know because Cyberpunk is out next week, so we'll see what happens. You're damn right it is. Hell yeah. Still could be damn. Uh, I will say, what you know, TJ it, fucking says. And it, it, oh my god, as of today, they dropped <laughs> the photo mode video teaser for Cyberpunk, and that oh. is making my mind race. Of all the possibilities, because it looks super in-depth. I'm not going to go into Cyberpunk, but this is a segue for me, because I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I've been using the photo mode on that. And I've been having an absolute ball with it. Um, I'm starting to kind of run into my Ubisoft fatigue when it comes to their games, when it comes to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm about 30 hours in at this point, mm -hmm. and it's starting to kind of be very, very repetitive, like a lot of Ubisoft games are. But I'm I'm invested in it more than I was with Watch Dogs because the characters are absolutely phenomenal. I think Ivor is one of the better protagonists in Assassin's Creed. Like, he's not the best, but I really do like Ivor uh, a lot. Um, maybe not as much as Cassandra or Ezio, but I think he is, like, pretty high tier. We'd have to ask somebody like uh, Private Jeebus uh, and what he thinks as the Assassin's Creed expert. But... I'm really liking Ivor. And also, just the photo mode in the game is very... It's not as in-depth as I'd like it to be. As well, the animations in that game are very janky, so to get a good photo is a little difficult. Um, but I... If you go to my Twitter, I have a lot of examples of the types of photos that I've been taking in it. And yeah, you do. I've been, yeah, I've been posting a lot. And I, I've just been having a... It's honestly one of the biggest things that's been keeping me coming back is just like, where, what is the next environment that I'm going to be in that I can just start taking photos in? Because um, I reached a place in the game, no spoilers, but I was like, oh, this is really cool. Time to just explore it in the photo mode. And oh my god, that game at 4K is so detailed. It's kind of crazy. Like, it's a very, very good-looking game. And I... I don't know if I would rec like I think I, I don't know if I said this last week, but I don't know if I'd recommend the game full price. But when when it's at a price that you feel confident in paying for it, uh, I think it is worth playing at least to experience a lot of the story of it. Because I think Valhalla is it's definitely I think I've I think at this point I can definitively say Odyssey is better, but I really do like Valhalla a lot, and the photo mode is great. Please check out my Twitter for all my amazing photos. Yeah, I mean, I spoke with TJ about this. Uh, AC is still his game of the year, and he's like 70 hours in, I think, and Jeez. is only 30% of the way through the campaign. 
Wow. wow. So, like, I need to get to this game as well, but probably won't until... Yeah. Uh, I got I got some things I need to play first, and then I'll get there. Sorry, 40 yeah. hours, and he's 30% through. I'm okay. misremembering. I want to... How, the, how, am I, how am I so close to catching up to you? I want to... Come on, TJ. You got to step your game up. Sorry. I want to play this game, um, but I haven't finished odyssey yet and i think i want to finish odyssey first so i'll probably just wait for a sale for whenever the really expensive version when all the dlc is out to get that Honestly, I've, I've got odyssey go. phys- yeah i've got odyssey physical and i'm probably never going to go back to it so i will probably just boot up ac once i get through i got a couple of games so i uh, i was streaming the other night and i got two i didn't realize that i should turn off redemption for what should i play next so i now have to play Gato Roboto and Alan Wake back to back on stream. Ooh, so look definitely. forward to hearing about those in the next couple of weeks. Very excited to hear your thoughts on Alan Wake. I've heard but good yeah, things Nathan, about Gato Roboto. Nathan, I would definitely suggest doing that, especially because I think the gear progression is very weird where you just kind of don't get a lot of new gear. So you're kind of stuck the hmm. way you look for a long time. So if you get the whatever ultimate edition with all the DLC, you'll get all the really cool looking <clears throat> armor and stuff. And so, you know, you won't have. You won't look as sort of scrubby as like my Ivor. You'll just look like a really badass. I'm not gonna lie. I've looked at the Ubisoft store in the game. Don't I do haven't it. bought any. I haven't bought anything. I'm not going to. But I'm like, I just really want to look good. But like, I just getting gear is really. They really halted the progression where it felt like an Odyssey. You just like would get new things yeah. all the time. Where they really, really, really halted that a lot which i think is an interesting choice for them i don't i don't think i like it as much i actually kind of liked the having to constantly cycle through new gear i don't know it's just the way that they change the upgrade systems and stuff but that's kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of it yeah i'm talking about it i don't know I, i like that about odyssey like my cassandra constantly looked different every single like little bit i could keep making her look better and better so yeah i can't remember if they did it in odyssey but i actually discovered a thing where if you can get certain pieces of gear, but you can hide every piece of gear that you have equipped it. I know you could do that with the helmet in Odyssey, but I couldn't remember if you did it with all the other pieces. Oh, I don't know. And so, but yeah, like, cause it's, you know, the Vikings are like, <sighs> you, you get tattoos and you can get like, mm. you can buy new tattoos in the game. And so it's like, if you want to show off the way your Ivor looks, you can like hide the chest gear that you have. And then, you know, you can show off, you know, your really badass uh, rune tattoos that you've got. Makes sense. I know there was, at least in Odyssey, you could change, like, you could, like, change the look of your gear to match whatever it is you were going for. Like, you could reapply certain stats to different gear items. So you'd have, like, the same set and all that stuff. Like, you can move mm-hmm. it around regardless of the cosmetic on the gear. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know if they brought that over here, but that's always something that is a welcome addition to these kind of games. Yes. Every game needs to do that. Yeah, I um, want to look good first. I should, uh, <laughs> I should get yeah. back on Odyssey because all this talk about Assassin's Creed is making me lorn for it. Yeah, both both are both are genuinely great games. I can say for certain. All right, sweet. Well, that's exciting. Um, Cozy, why don't you t- uh, talk to me about them bug snacks? Uh, you and Mitch can uh, tag team on. That. Yeah. So oh, you know we myself can, and dog. Mitch both basically decided to play up a little game by the name of bug snacks over the course of the past couple of weeks uh i platinumed it mitch i saw that you went live uh with a twitch stream in which you said you were going to platinum it but i actually did not see to the end if you did platinum it did you uh, platinum i it? did 
I did say I was going to platinum it, and it took me roughly an hour and a half in that last stream, but you know I got that platinum. All right. Oh, well, my really God, happy to I love it. this game. Yeah, this game I is I hate very, the last mission, good. but I love this game. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a second. To start off no with spoilers, the pluses, obviously. Yeah, I mean, let's not spoil the last mission. The thing about this game is, to me, Bug Snacks is like, it is to like PlayStation 2 GameCube era platformers what like Shovel Knight was to kind of NES era platformers where I feel like when Shovel Knight came out everybody was like oh man this is a game that takes everything that was great about Zelda 2 everything that was great about DuckTales Mega Man etc and creates an experience that is kind of even better than those old retro classics and I feel like this game is the same thing in that it takes kind of what was good about Mario Sunshine, about Jack and Daxter, about a bunch of other uh, like platformers from that particular era, specifically like the kind of weirder-ish platformers and makes an experience that I think it learns from those games' strengths and uh, honestly offers a better time than them. Um, you know, the kind of like main brunt of the experience, which is, you know, figuring out how to trap all the various bug snaps using bug snacks using your slowly increasing like inventory of different traps and whatnot is really really cool and it does this great thing where like there are many bug snacks that you can theoretically figure out how to capture very early on if you just are creative enough but eventually the more you progress you can just get them very easily later on once you've kind of gotten a lot of the more higher tier uh, tech if you're not somebody who's in very kind of a creative thinking mode yeah there was one instance actually the stream you're showing uh, that I did on on screen right now on the on the twitch stream and um, I was there was a couple people in the chat are like oh you have to do this thing to get this thing to catch this thing and I did something totally different of just having another bug snack run into the thing I needed to open to get the thing and it was like oh we, like we were all surprised like oh we didn't think that would work and it totally worked um so there's yeah. lots of interesting little puzzle solvey bits like that um I, like i said there's some bits at the end that are a little lacking but overall i think the story is really well done i think what they tried to accomplish here they did um yeah i think the designs are great it evokes things like pokemon snap the idea of catching them all which is the other reason why i'm wearing my pokemon christmas sweater um or holiday sweater it, it really does evoke those feelings. And you know how much I love Pokemon, so it, it felt great to get in there. Wait, um, hell yeah. you like Pokemon? A little bit. We weren't yeah. talking about me wanting to buy a $100 Pokeball before this podcast. No. Well, we might uh, talk about I, that later in the podcast, too. We're going to talk about it in a bit. Uh, something I really do enjoy, actually, though, is I picked up the I Am 8-Bit vinyl pressing of the single It's Bug Snacks by Kira Kira Benito. And mm -hmm. the sleeve is scratch and sniff Ooh, smells like strawberries nice and i'll take it out just to show it off to you guys i've been showing this off on like every bug snack stream just be like look this is amazing um and it's a red print and on since it's only the ones the one track on the b side since there's nothing printed there it's just like strawberry like the white bits from a strawberry and uh aj is mm. holding up both of his copies of it what do you uh Oh wow! It's great. It's I love cute. the game. I love the I love the aesthetic. I love the writing. the 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 voice actors did a phenomenal job with all of these characters. Yeah. By the end of it, you really do feel for all of them. 
And I wasn't expecting that because you've got characters in the game like Befica, who is literally just a gossip who I, I hated at the beginning. And you really I do grow to I, like some of these characters. I don't know if I felt for her necessarily, <laughs> but I mean, I will say I did definitely become you're a, little, a little bit you're more You're a little more understanding of the situation by the end of the game than you were when you first encounter some of these, you know, stereotypical, like there's the gym bro, there's the, the so, gossip, there's the farmer. Um, there's a few different stereotypes that are in there that do kind of fall by the wayside. I think for the those way who the game are, handles relationships is really progressive. I mean, for those who have not at all played this game, uh, like this game basically kind of has almost a Persona-esque system of getting to know each of the game's characters where you have an initial mission in which you're introduced to them and through hook or crook, you eventually manage to get them back to the game's central hub. And then once they're in the central hub, they'll have like a series of missions that kind of further deepen their past and your relationship with them. It's, uh, yeah, that, as Mitch said, and then, surprisingly and progressive then you them all bug snacks unexpected and change the way they look as a human being. And right. there are really interesting undertones of, like, these things are, like, super addictive. So it gets into, you know, thinking about, like, drug pathology mm. and addiction. And it's got some really interesting themes that you wouldn't expect from something that's just, you know, cutesy catch-all-the-creatures game. E for everybody. <laughs> I wouldn't say that by the end of it. Jesus Christ. Um all right. Well, I'm excited to get further into Bug Snacks. Um, what's preventing me from doing that is playing Sackboy. I do want to. I can I. Sorry. Can I oh. ask one more thing of Cozy before we move on from Bug Snacks? My apologies. Yes. Go ahead. Cozy favorite Bug Snack. Bunger, bunker, bunger. I mean, those are the problem with the bungers is that they're the ones that you remember the most just because of how freaking bunger, annoying bunger, they bunger, are. Bunger, bunger, Strabby. Like Strabby. they basically just constantly like they bunger, push themselves bunger, onto you bunger, whether bunger, you bunger. want them or not uh, i mm -hmm. will say you know in general like i appreciate how surprisingly delicious all the bug snacks in the game look i feel like there is a alternate universe earth 2 version of this game where young horses made all the bug snacks look kind of unappealing and a little bit weird and instead they went with the route of actually making them look real delicious and tasty uh I don't know. Okay. Sorry I don't for know that pop out of well, it. Well, to answer, answer, so to answer my own question, no AJ was on the point. Uh, Bunger is best bug snack. We can move on. Bunger, Bunger. Isn't Strabby the mo best one? Strabby is nice. Strabby. But my, my favorite is the Bunger. All right. So I got to play this game, I guess. You yep. should. It's, it's yeah, yeah, definitely it's free. Should. Yeah, it and it's free on PlayStation it's Plus until January 5th. So, yeah, download it it's if you haven't day. downloaded it. Um, um, okay, so jumping back. Uh, so I'm working on the Sackboy Platinum. I'm really enjoying Sackboy. Uh, each level you have to do, um, like you have to find all the costume pieces. You have to get all the dreamer orbs. You have to get through without dying. And you have to get through like um, uh, like so many uh, like score as you're playing the level. But this, uh, Cozy's loaded up a video here. This is a video I uh, took when I got to the end of the level without dying, and then I got too far ahead of the screen and landed on the screen, floated up on top of it, and it flung me up into the air and killed me at the very end. Oh, of the that, what a piss Ooh. off. Holy shit. <laughs> I just kind of disappear off the top oh. of the screen, and then I'm like... It's... Oh my god. You that, broke the that's game. Congratulations. Holy shit. So thankfully I was able to do it on my next run. It wasn't like it was in terribly bad, but I was talking to my wife 
on the phone and uh, while I'm doing it. And so all of a sudden I die and I'm like, fuck you. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I just, I, <laughs> she, your response of her just saying what is so indicative of your relationship. I'm just like, Oh, what is it now? Okay. What do you got to complain about? It's not like, are you, excuse me? It's no, what now? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, and it's funny cause that got caught on the audio when I did the video. So <laughs> great. <laughs> Our conversation about me trying to explain to her oh, about what great. happened to me in the game. I just thought that was a funny note. Uh, but I'm about halfway through getting through the levels. I still need to, uh, see if I can work with Mitch to, See if we can get that share play working. It is going to happen, I swear. Yes. We'll do it right after the show. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a bit later after the show. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, if not tomorrow, for sure. Because um, yes. I, I just want to see if the share play works. I'm very curious about that. Um, and how, how effective it is. Also, I've upgraded my internet speed. So now I have 300 megabits per second versus my 40 I was getting before. So Ooh. I was downloading the games. How, how did you go all digital on 40 megabits per second? I don't know. It just worked. I, that's By impressive. Your fucking will. Basically. <laughs> it's not like I'm streaming it. They just download. Um, and I never had issues with download time. Although um, I downloaded Fortnite before the podcast, um, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, but why? Because maybe we'll talk about it in a bit. I, I know, know, I know, I know. But it, I got the notification to my phone saying it was done, ready to play, like much quicker than I thought I would. So I was kind of impressed by that. So, anyways, so that's kind of my week. Um, uh, Alex, why do you? Um, <laughs> it's getting cold outside. So why don't you tell me about Cold War? Well, the Cold War was the kind of the conflict between the USSR and the United States where they were in a war that wasn't actually happening, but it was kind of happening behind the scenes. Okay, uh, I was talking about... It took college. place in the winter, right? Yes, yes. exactly. Oh, it's, it's, it Why it should takes I place play in it? Russia, and Russia is, in, is always cold. Yeah, no, it's the yeah, largest exactly. landmass, works, so that makes perfectly. sense. But, um, yeah, yeah, so... On Sunday, I decided to sit down and play Black Ops Cold War uh, all the way through. It's not a very long game, so I was like, I'm just going to do this in one sitting. And as somebody who mostly plays Call of Duty for the campaign alone, I, you know, dip my toe in multiplayer. I played a little bit of zombies, but for the most part, I'm like, I have this brand new machine i want to play a first person shooter because i feel like first person shooters are kind of that and racing games are like the two types of games that really like show the tech off a little bit better that's completely fair yeah and so i was like you know what call of duty is the first person shooter that is available on the xbox series x so i'm going to get it on that and playing through the campaign it's a really good call of duty campaign like, hmm. it's definitely one of my favorites. Like, I, there's some really, it really subverts a lot of the generic mission structure that you get from some Call of Duty campaigns. It's not just run here, shoot that, go here, shoot that. There's some, like, genuine, like, RPG, like, almost like, there's one mission that straight up could be from an arcane game. Like, I'm not even huh. kidding. Really? Like, yeah, it's really, really cool. Like, you get, like... You basically, you have an objective, you have, and you can't pick up a gun and shoot people. You have to you have to go through the environment and find a way to get to this objective. And, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, because I know Jeebus is still playing through the campaign. Um, there's one mission that is, like... 
It is the Stanley Parable, but in Call of Duty. And it is one of the coolest missions in any Call of Duty game. It rivals... Uh, it rivals Titanfall 2's affecting cause as best first-person shooter missions, period. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's... It's really cool. I wish I could go into more detail in explaining why, because it's just so cool. But yeah, those are kind of like the two things. Is like one mission could be from an arcane game, the other one is Stanley Parable, but in Call of Duty, and huh. it's really great. If you own, uh, if you own Black Ops Cold War for the multiplayer alone, sit down for an afternoon and just play through the campaign because it's really, it's phenomenal. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. I really kind of wish. So they'd I just. See... Sorry, go go ahead, Mitch. I was gonna say I just creeped the IMDb page for Cold War, and the fact that Creed Bratton of the Office is one of no. the voice actors. I am one hundred percent into this game now. Yes. Oh my god! Creed it, wow. from the Office is in this game. Creed is None fantastic. He's my favorite, probably Sc Scranton Strangler. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend Black Ops Cold War's campaign. Sweet. I don't awesome. think it's worth I don't think it's worth going out of your way to buy the game for it, but if you already own it or if you were even remotely interested in like the multiplayer and zombies, then definitely like definitely play it. I wish the single player was available on its own for people that yeah. aren't gonna invest in the multiplayer. That being said, yeah. almost every Call of Duty game has been on PS plus at some point. Yeah. So I expect so, the same for this down the line. So maybe that's where I'll give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm expecting because like my sister and I have a long-standing tradition of playing these campaigns or the multiplayer at least together. Um, and as soon as I got the PS5, her first question was, "So is there a Call of Duty for it?" So I am fully expecting now that I have the digital PS5, a PSN gift card from her that on the back just has a sticky saying, "Use this on Call of Duty, you asshole," uh, and then we'll be good to go. Sweet. Because it's crossplay, so even Alex and I, being on different console families, can still play together. Now, yeah, Alex, I'm very excited about that. Do you mm -hmm. regret Greg getting on the Series X versus the PS5 from the like the, the Dual Sense? Dual Sense, not really, okay. because I feel like I feel like yes, it's very cool that every gun feels different, but in multiplayer, I would definitely have turned that off. Okay. Like oh, you without a doubt, because like it would just be distracting and a disadvantage, especially since it's crossplay and you're playing with people who don't have it on just PlayStation Five. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. So I I will say I booted up one of the PlayStation Plus games that is free for the month, uh, Worms something something. Oh, Worms Someone Rumble. Correct me. Oh, Worms I've heard of Rumble, that. Yeah, Worms Arena, Rumble whatever PS4 plus PS5. I'll have to download. Yeah, PS4 and it has a PS5 version, and every gun does feel different in that game. And I tried it. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I realized it is a cross-play battle royale. I'm like, oh, I have to turn this off for the exact <laughs> same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, at some point, I want to try Worms and see if it's any good or not. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we were just talking about playing games on the Xbox Series X. Um, Al, uh, Cozy, you've had a chance to play your new Xbox Series X. Because if I remember last week... We got the update. Yeah. You just got your Series X. Is that correct? No. Last week, I was complaining about the fact that my uh, Walmart had not yet relinquished oh, my that's Series right. X. That's right. So you got it um, this week during the week. Yes. It took quite a bit of effort. Well, no. Actually, I just called up the store again, and they finally relinquished it. Uh, and I finally got my Series X. And 
so far, to be honest, I've actually not been playing it nearly as much as I wish I was playing it. And that's in large part because I'm actually currently pretty deep at work on my next uh, video game in core. As you all know, I started making games in core uh, in starting in April this year, and I'm currently working on a new game for the core survival framework challenge. Basically, core puts out these new frameworks from time to time that make it easier to make games in certain genres. So they put out like I, an RPG framework a few months ago that makes it easier to make RPGs. They recently put out a survival game framework and they basically said, all right, we have a new contest. Use the survival game framework to make a original, unique little survival game. And, you know, we will give you cash money if we think that you're I, hot shit. I have a cash quick money. question. Yeah. Cozy. What drives you to be to just consistently make all these core games? Uh, like, uh, I gotta. It's just a genuine. It's just like an overall genuine curiosity, right? Because you know, you you always you always bring them to the show, right? And they're always super cool, and you always invest a lot of time in them. What's driving you to do that? Like, is there just like some creative? Is it is that just your current creative outlet, or is it like do you have? I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just like, what, like, what, where do you find the time to do all this, really? There are a bunch of different factors. Um, mm -hmm. I would be lying if I said that part of me wants to uh, impress my parents. My parents, you know, enjoy what I do uh, here on Twitch, podcasting and playing games. But I think that they, you know, they, they have this sort of portion of them that always wishes for me to kind of like, you know, get a real legitimate money earning job and me working on these games is a way to kind of abate their frustrations and show them hey you know i'm making cool neat little stuff more than mm -hmm. that though like for for myself personally like obviously i have a lot of fun doing press yyz but it feels a little bit unfair for me personally to you know talk about games and not actually be you know doing anything more creative than just that Okay. Me actually, you know, making games, uh, me actually engaging in the creative process and, you know, understanding the kind of trials and tribulations that actual video game developers go through is my way of sort of, quote unquote, atoning for kind of talking about them on something like this. And, you know, more than that, because I realize that both those explanations are a little bit, you know, cynical slash kind of uh, sad, but like... You know, I, I've legitimately had a lot of fun making these games. I've been pretty pleased with the results of the past few I've made, particularly The Bread Rises, which is the last game I made in Core. And I, you know, I just, I want to make things that make myself happy and potentially make the people that play them happy as well. Absolutely. That's awesome, dude. Right, awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways, all that to say, uh, I've been working on a game called Equilibrium for the Horror Survival Game Jam. Uh, it'll be ready in a couple of weeks. Uh, and that because I've been working on it, I've not had as much time to play on my Xbox Series X as I was hoping for. Um, with the help of some of you guys from the Kind of Funny Toronto Discord server, I figured out what games I ought to be downloading and I went ahead and downloaded them. And so far, the only game I've played at all has been Ori and the Blind Forest. And I am so enjoying good. it quite a bit, but... I have not gotten too far into it, so I don't. I'm not really at a point where I feel like I can give a sweeping, a indictment of the game's strengths or weaknesses. Hmm. Okay. 
well, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that was a good pregnant pause there. That was a yeah, long, you nailed long it. pregnant pause there. Um, but no, Ori's on my... I've played it a bit on my computer. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm very... Um, yeah, I know. It looks, probably looks stunning in the Series X. I'm a little yeah. jealous. Having played it on the Switch, I'm so jealous you're playing that on a big boy console. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Switch will be a big boy console one day. Um, maybe one day it'll grow into its own. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mitch, maybe maybe it'll become professional. Before we jump into the news, uh, Mitch, is there anything you need to plug? I could do it now or I could do it at the end, but if you're giving me time now, I will say uh, I have been working with Josh Biddick, who is a really good friend. He's, he's pretty well known in the Kind of Funny community, and he runs a podcast about the Kind of Funny Up and Comer program. Now, I in no way, shape or form expect to be anywhere near this, but I just wanted to have the time to sit down and chat with him. And we went through um, a death in his family, a COVID scare and him almost losing everything with a hard drive getting wiped. But by some miracle, this show did get out, and I'm so glad I got to sit down, chat with him about this show, chat with him about Kind of Funny Toronto, which Nathan, you and I started together, and just kind of have fun. And it was a blast. So if you're at all looking for that, I've retweeted it. It's out there. Uh, The Up and Comer podcast, anywhere you find podcasts. It was so fun. And I'm so glad Josh had me on his show, and I really want to get him on this one. Hey, Josh, when you uh, want me, give me a call. You know? Ring, ring, Just ring. Just tweet him, dude. He's pretty receptive. All right. Um, okay, so with that, let's move on to the news, because we got a few things to talk about, um, and we got a few read-watch-all-the-things to briefly discuss. But the first thing, it looks like a god is coming to Fortnite. I guess there's already is been gods Thor? from the Marvel Universe, hasn't there? Oh, um, it's yeah, not perhaps. Thor. Um, it's Kratos, and this has pretty much been confirmed at this point, I believe. Um, but Kratos, uh, more or less, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Mandalorian's there too. Is, oh yeah, I want to talk about all things Fortnite right now, and that's as someone who doesn't play Fortnite. What the hell is up with Fortnite? <laughs> they have money, so yeah. I downloaded yeah. Fortnite as mentioned because I feel like with everybody talking about it and what they were doing, maybe. I should go check it out. No, um, don't do it, Mitch. Maybe you should check it, it out with me. It you is go sa- it is sad that it, at this point we've had a better Marvel Universe crossover event in Fortnite this year than in Squares Marvel's Avengers. The hell? Are you really surprised though? Nathan, yes. Y- yep. Nathan, you know how um, in Animal Crossing uh, you can collect a bunch of different kinds of fish and like there's rarer ones and stuff like oh, that. Yes. You can do that in Fortnite too. Really? Apparently. Don't tell him that. Yeah. Huh. huh. Yeah. And you, you, you can, you know, you, it, che- it checks off a list of like, Hey, you caught this one, right? And you, you try and catch the biggest one of that species that you can. And yeah, it's a, it's a whole, I have no idea what the fuck Fortnite is anymore. I, I do not like the idea of seasonal content. So just to give everyone a refresher, um, this past Tuesday, the previous season ended with a an event where Galactus was trying to eat the world. So Tony Stark used a time machine to create tons of duplicates of the battle bus, filled them with explosives, and had everyone fly their battle bus into the mouth of Galactus to end his reign on the world. Oh, and this is yeah. the only game in which you can have a squad made up of Iron Man, Wolverine, Batman, and the goddamn Mandalorian. 
This is a better crossover than any other crossover in video game history. And yes, that includes Kingdom Hearts. So this is the and new Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Cause I was going to say bigger crossover. It's than really Smash cool. Bros. It's really cool to see Kratos and Mando available to play in this game, but I'm still waiting on Link and Samus and all the other Nintendo characters to be made available via crossover. Fortnite is on the Nintendo switch. Unlike some of the other battle royales, which are not coming or are still on their way. So it's entirely Coffee, a possibility and so, it's not happening yet. So, 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 Oh, it's inevitable was, at this point. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. You hope so. Okay, I was just going to kind of like, I just have like a basic question. I don't know if anyone's going to have the answer to this. Um, since Kratos is all but confirmed, and uh, Fortnite is a cross-progression game, can you play Kratos on an Xbox? I'm going to say no, but you can probably see Kratos in the game because it's cross Okay. I'm going to assume that it is a skin that is exclusive to the PlayStation well, console. Yeah. And if okay. you're playing in a lobby or in a world with someone who is using that skin, you will just see some generic ass skin. See, I similarly yeah, so to what happened with Rocket so League with the uh, in the Mario and Samus crossover they did when that came out on the Switch. On other PUBG, consoles, you just saw it as a basic skin. In PUBG, when that came out on Stadia, there was Stadia like exclusive branded. Uh, costume and parachute and shit like that. Apparently, nobody else uh, on any other system when it did crossplay could see that. It just other Stadia yeah. people could. That was mm -hmm. it. So, it's kind of yeah, I think similarly in the past, there's been like PlayStation Plus exclusive gear. Yeah, that would only show up cosmetically for those playing on PlayStation. Oh, systems. really? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Secondary question: mm -hmm. Do you think this will be free to people who have PS Plus? Yes. I think they'd be stupid not to. I think they announced this at the Game Awards, and I think it's free as of next Thursday. Now, do you think with that, do we see God of War Untitled sequel alongside this? No, this is all you're getting of God of War at the Game Awards. Okay, Lame. we mean, should hold that till we'll, the Game Awards. We'll get yeah, into God of War or Game Award predictions. We'll, we'll, in we will hold it. Um, Fair enough. So holding it, let's let's hold that. What? So this is exciting. I'm gonna download Fortnite. If somebody wants to shepherd me through how to play Fortnite, because I think I tried it once very early on and deleted it because I hated that the building like stuff. Me. But Mitch, I think uh, they've no, they've God, done this no. better than I will. I want to stay did. away from this thing like a hundred foot pole. So yeah, Mitch would be on yeah. the street if you know he got into this. It, it's no, still it's not that I would be on the street. I don't enjoy battle royales. Cozy tried to shepherd us through Apex, and I had we a good time. A game. I'm not going back to Apex. I'd like to mention you did like Fall Guys. That's not. That's it's not different. the same thing. It's a battle royale. Battle royale shooter Listen. built like I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. I'm I'm too old for Fortnite. All Nathan, right. if you get the hankering to go to Fortnite and you really need somebody else to do it with you, I will do it with you. I only played Fortnite once. I was dropped into the map and I actually won on my first attempt. But I don't know when they drop you into your first game of Fortnite. Are you put up against a bunch of bots? Yes. Okay, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Bring back Radical Heights. Uh <laughs> So we'll, we'll do get it. Cliffy B on the show and we'll ask him why, why. He yeah, like bring him. it back. Okay. So Cliff, if you're if you're watching this, you also if you're watching DMs, this, I love it. Also, Halo, Halo devs, make that battle royale, make it ODSTs. Let's move anyway, on. Okay. So Fortnite was a success that came out of nowhere because nobody thought the original Fortnite was going to do well. Let's talk about another success that came out of nowhere: the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. 
Uh, Last movie I saw in theaters with Alex. Yeah. So I still haven't seen it. That's still depressing. I watched it with my boys, I want to say two or three months ago, and it's actually good, which... I really enjoyed it. It's the, I'm not going to lie. It's the best thing that stars Sonic, because I think I'm <laughs> in this... I've said this before. Every Sonic game is trash except Sonic Racing, and that's because... It's the best thing Jim Carrey has done in years. So this is actually a good... Thing that uses Sonic, and I just couldn't believe that that it actually turned out to be good, and that Jim Carrey was good. And um, who voices Sonic again? Um, um, oh, Brian Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Ben thank Schultz. you. Yeah. Um, ben Schwartz. He he did the voice of that little robot in Star Wars. What's that robot's name? BB-8. BB-8. Did he what? actually? Dio. So he. Are we did, talking about Dio? So. He, no, no. Dio was J.J. Abrams. Oh, really? So BB-8, um, Ben Schwartz voiced all the dialogue, and then um, Bill Hader then turned it into the beeps based on his Did dialogue. Did he actually? What the huh. hell? So This is still the, like, the original, the first Sonic is probably the best thing that Jim Carrey has done film-wise since, God, I don't even know when. When's the last time he was in a good film? Um, the Eternal Sunshine of the oh, Spotless Oh, I was going to say that, too. That yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like early two thousands where he did that. He did Bruce Almighty, um, he did The Grinch. Oh, that's not good though. I mean, he kind of fell off a cliff for the that's last a good, twenty nah, years. Nah, it's good. It's fine. Um, him as The Grinch is great. So yeah, the, and there's a bit of a career. It's not as good as Cumberbatch's though. So this is a Cumberbatch Grinch household right here. So all right. Uh, no comment. All right. Yeah. Uh, but this is from James Bachelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Oh. I want to make sure. Wait, hold on, Nathan. I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, he also appeared in uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, as Count Olaf. Was that was also a very good movie. It yeah, was not, not a better. good movie. The series on Netflix was better. I've Let's heard that. On. I was 13. I mean, it was a good movie. I thought it was a solid adaptation. So... Sorry, right. Nathan. Okay. I apologize. Let's jump back into the Sonic news here. So the production on the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog movie is apparently going to begin in a few months. Um, it's codenamed Emerald Hill, which is fitting. It's going to begin filming March 15th, 2021. Realistically, we don't see this, what, for like two or three years? Um, yeah. With uh, the amount maybe, of CG, yeah, longer. you're probably looking at summer 2022 at the earliest. Yes. Now, do you think that we'd be seeing a sequel if they didn't fix how Sonic looked? Or do you think the script no. would have sat on its own? That original Sonic design was an abomination, and thank God they changed it. Yeah. Okay. The one good thing that came out Sonic. of that Sonic design is uh, Corridor Crew started doing their videos in which they react to great and bad CG. So okay. I'm thankful for that. So not a lot to say here, but... Um, I, I Canadian just, production, yeah. which is nice. Uh, well, a lot of movies are shot in Canada. That's not hugely surprising. And just nice to shout it out because we are right the leading video game Canadian podcast hosted by five white guys, three of which have four of which have beards and three of which are Alex. It's true. But that is a valid stat for our podcast. Wow. I think yeah. that is a valid Shit. stat. Yes, that is a very valid stat. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, no, it's exciting. Uh, it's probably up there with. Detective Pikachu and best video game movies that in Street Fighter. What a bar! So, Detective Pikachu was legitimately good. Ryan Reynolds did a it's great so job. I haven't good. watched it yet. It's so good. I have to watch it. Oh you my should definitely God. watch that Fucking with your boys over the holidays Detective as well. I, and I plan on it. watching Sonic with my wife because she hasn't seen it yet, and we'll we'll compare notes. We watched it as a family. My wife liked it, so 
Um, she thought it was quite fun. So, all right. So we're moving on from Sonic uh, to, uh, to, I don't know how to segue to this, to Days Gone director leaving PlayStation Ben Studios. Uh, this is by Alex Calvin of VG247. So uh, Jeff Ross, who's been with... Uh, Sony Ben Studios for quite a while and he's worked on quite a few of the Ben Ben properties including Safe and Filter and Days Gone has left this and studio. And Uncharted Golden Abyss oh, we cannot forget Uncharted. that Vita gem. Oh it's so good. It should have been in the collection. It's really good. Uh, We're getting a thumbs up from Cozy. Yeah yeah, it's, a it's better than number one. Um, I don't know if I'd rank it higher than over two, three, or four but it's better than number I one. I could give you one probably but I'm not giving you any of the other no, ones. No I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, so he's, uh, left, um, apparently he's been gone for a little bit, uh, was what mm. I was hearing. Uh, uh no. So, it, uh, this week is his last with the studio, but the head writer of the game actually left Ben's studio earlier this oh, year. Oh, that's where I'm getting confused. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess it's a good move for him. Uh, like he's going to be moving to Chicago or plans to move to Chicago once the pandemic dies down. Um, didn't say what was next for him, uh, but he's been with the studio a while. I know uh, as somebody who listens to Kind of Funny regularly, I know Greg's talked about him at that studio for years. So he's been pretty well known there. Uh, yeah. Excited to see what he moves on to and works on. 100%. Next. And I'm curious to see what... Wish him all the best. I assume they're going to do Days Gone too, because Days Gone sold all right. It so better than kind of, I think, even Sony was expecting to. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Especially as in a year the, that also um, included another zombie apocalypse game. As the what you know article that? itself indicates, didn't it, the didn't game it recently this year came to PlayStation with Last of Us 5. Part 2? Or it came out no. last year? Last year. Came yeah, out last, last year. Did last it actually? Year. Oh, I'm totally backwards then. Forget me. It's all right. Uh, I was going to say, so like the game obviously came to PlayStation 5 running at 60 FPS and you know 4K resolution. I was going to propose, even though the original game is already on the PS5 with some enhancements that maybe the studio's next project could be like a days gone 1.5 kind of like the like the kingdom hearts final mix games where they add in some like new content and it's you know it's more substantial than just like a game of the year edition version of the game but it's not a full-blown sequel Would either that me retooling some of the stuff which critics disliked on the game um I, I i see it more from the perspective of just like doubling down on the things that the really hardcore fans of days gone really enjoyed okay that's fair as somebody who platinum days gone i really hope that they do not do that oh really <laughs> as I someone really... who just booted it up for the first time i'm actually looking forward to playing through it okay it's i think it is perfectly fine i think it's a good i think i think they have some i think they have something like, specifically with the horde fighting mechanics. But the biggest problem I had with the, the game just overall is the horde fighting doesn't really come until the last quarter of the game. Like, right. you really don't mm. see it until... And it's the most interesting part. And part of the reason why they used Unreal in the first place is because they needed to have so many fucking... Um, so many zombies on screen freakers. at the same time. I just... Yeah, so many freakers. Sorry. Uh, it's a not zombie zombies. game. We can say zombies. They're not zombies. They're but called yeah, like, freakers. I, I feel like the first Days Gone was a very, much like Horizon, was a very good proof of concept that I think will be just tweaked and be fine-tuned for a sequel. And I would rather, also the story is not very good, and I really hope that they do not bring De Deacon St. John back. I like Sam Whitworth, 
but man, Deacon St. John is not a good character. I, <laughs> so I have like... two things to say about this topic mm-hmm. specifically. One, mm-hmm. uh, bring back Sam Witwer to play Darth Maul anywhere, and I will be very, very happy. And two, could you see them taking the Days Gone formula now that you know, yeah, at the end of the game, you've got the hordes and everything. Could they do a Days Gone one, not, not, not 1.5, but like a Days Gone Lost Legacy, where they take a different character and follow them through what is... Honestly, the better part of the game. So it is more of like the hordes and following like a side story within this world that could focus on those really good mechanics. See, Hold on I can't a second. Of... Hold on. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. How about you make a Days Gone 1.5 and it's called 358 over two Days Gone. Okay. Oh, let's do it. No, that's money right there. Um, money. Mitch, I'm confused. Wait, did Sam Whitmore play Darth Maul? He yeah, in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars and Rebels, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. He did also okay. he did also voice Darth Maul in Solo. Um, I just remember him from being the apprentice in the spoilers. What's the game? Spoilers. Uh, the Force. Uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Uh, Force Unleashed. Yeah. Yes. And he was also in Soul Calibur, playing that yeah. character. I, uh... So he he voiced the apprentice in Soul Calibur Four. Returned to Star Killer, in Force Unleashed Two. Yeah. Voiced Palpatine as well in the Force Unleashed. And gave his voice. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, appeared in the Clone Wars as the voice of the Sun and Darth Maul. Voiced Palpatine mm. in the second season of Rebels after Tim Curry passed away, and voiced Maul in this season. Tim, in season Tim two, Tim Curry Rebels. is still alive. Is he? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna Tim say. I, I, feel like, I feel like. I feel like we would have. We would have he heard had about stroke, Tim he Curry die. dying. Stroke, oh my bad. Tim alive. Curry died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow fake news Mitch yeah, way to go sorry sorry for I for whatever reason I felt like he was one of those celebrities we lost he's not 2020 but I think been he's, a year. he's retired after the stroke right and that is yes. probably why yeah we took over yeah he's done he, he is done so yeah. um okay so yeah no so days gone um new director will need a new director I'm curious to see what that looks like but that's for sure. uh, that's gonna be in the future we when do we hear about Ben's next game. I guess that's the big question. What? Let's see. It took them eight Maybe years. Maybe let's to make talk days about gone, it in a bit. So probably in like six and a half years. I'm gonna go. They've got the engine. We'll see something here. sooner. I know. I'm, I'm. I'm joking. I think we could see it in like the next like year. Or yeah. Two. Okay. Um, and then let's finally move on to um, the last article here. Microsoft acquires Smash.gg. This is an article from Rebecca Valentine from GamesIndustry.biz. But essentially, Microsoft has acquired eSports tournament and event organization platform Smash.gg for an undisclosed amount of money. Um, They were shared today via Smash.gg's Twitter account and confirmed by Microsoft. Um, So what does this mean for Microsoft? Are they going to get into tournaments and organizing? Is this for Killer Instinct? Competitive Halo, baby! I mean, they already oh, have yeah. the Halo Championship League, but anything to help sort of fill that out more? Because I know that, like, I could imagine that this could be setting up for whatever their multiplayer slash probably Battle Royale plans are going to be for Halo Infinite. Yeah. That just kind of getting this framework set in place will be very handy. Plus, you know, they have other studios that are making, you know, competitive stuff. games. Stuff. So does this mean this is the kind of thing that happened after the delay so that they could try and make the game better 
this probably just came just or were they gonna do this anyway like because by all accounts like the game should have released this year yeah. uh if you know if it didn't have that blowback yeah, it been out already it would have been out already so but would we be as were they already planning to do this we will be in a year yeah were they already planning to do do this sort of thing or is this something i mean this feels out of the blue but who knows, who knows? we can't really we can't really know and you know there's kind of yeah. no use speculating um because again like they have the halo championship league and it is a very like or at least they you know have put a decent amount into it a decent amount of time and clearly there is a budget behind it mm -hmm. um back before you know covid there actually were in-person tournaments so i think this is something that 343 and microsoft are taking seriously and of course we're of course just assuming that this is for halo but you know again like microsoft does have killer instinct they do have other studios making other Forza. things yeah they have making they are making other things that and microsoft has shown that they are more multiplayer and kind of they're more multiplayer focused um when it comes to the games that they're making like between like grounded and sea of yeah. thieves and forza like these are all kind of like so we don't know what their studios are making but they could be making more multiplayer games that could potentially anybody who looks at the esports market wants a piece of it and they're going to try and find some way into it yeah can i give you two words that is their way into it go for it perfect dark yeah yeah it's arena yeah, shooter plays back. real well into this Realm Perfect of... Dark Zero remake coming to the Xbox uh -uh. Series X. Perfect Dark Zero point eight, a Kingdom Resolved After Time, or something like that. I don't understand these references. They're Kingdom Hearts references, Alex. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. That that wasn't a very good reference, by the way, Mitch. Even that I wasn't was kind that of bad. Come on. Wow. Um. All right, so that so this is an interesting story. I'm I'm curious to see. We won't know how this is going to work or how Microsoft's invested into it uh, for a little while, but I'm curious to see what that looks like going forward. Um, so let's jump to a few of the read slash watch all the things because uh, there's some neat stuff to talk about, and I think one really important stuff uh, thing to talk about. So, and I want to take a second to make sure I'm reading this correctly and that. Uh, just read the headline and you'll nail yes, it. Thank you. I should just read the headline. Yes. Just read the headline. Read the headline. And we will if, add to it. Yeah. yeah. Elliot Page, Umbrella Academy, and Juno Star announces he is trans. So this uh, was yesterday yes. morning, I believe it came out. Yep. Um, but now, um, it. Congrat yeah. Congratulations you, don't, to don't, him don't, for being able to be yes. who he is. N yeah. you're nailing it so far um, you're doing great so i've really appreciated his work throughout uh the x-men franchise to juno i to still the... need to play beyond two souls which is kind of how this ties into our show i don't think you need to you don't need to um, oh yeah really i was don't. about to ask like what <laughs> video games again has elliot appeared in and you're right yes that's the one but there was also I the almost in the first the last issues of us. around the last of us part one where there were internet rumorings that the uh, that Ellie was based on uh, mm. Elliot 
Yes. And there was a hubbub about that, and that's part of why the design was slightly altered for The Last of Us Part Two. Right. It, it totally strikes me that, like, they probably wanted to get Elliot at the time because it would have been like, oh, man, here's this, you know, big-name celebrity that will add Great further fit, yeah. kind of credence to our game. And then they ultimately made the decision of, no, we want to go with this other actor that we believe is ultimately better suited for the role. And I think that probably worked out better for them in the long run. Yeah. Um, Elliot... Absolutely. El Elliot... Um, has come out and I think he's got a very important statement on his Twitter that everybody should go and read about trans people um, and what they s suffer and go through. And I think it's, there's a lot of learning that can happen from reading, reading this. So um, if you get a second, go and read that. I think it's very important too. Um, and I look forward to continue seeing his work. Uh, he will continue to be in the Umbre Umbrella Academy um, as uh, Vanya Hargraves, uh, which is a show I enjoy quite a bit. So I'm curious to see what this looks like in the future for that show. So does anybody have any yeah. other thoughts? Cool. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a great opportunity for all of us who aren't as aware of this community or that it doesn't affect us as, you know, five cisgendered white men or not cisgendered, but uh, f five, five or four, it's a good time for everyone to just get educated about any of this. And I apologize for any time I put my foot in my mouth um, and I'm doing my best to learn and educate myself through this whole process yeah. as well. We've done, a, we've done a lot of that, uh, not foot in the mouth, but uh, learning this year as mm -hmm. an extremely privileged uh, group of individuals. Yeah, I agree. So, totally. Thank you. Um, this is something, I think this one probably hits more home to me than others um, in the past because I'm very familiar with his work, so um, yeah. And, and the more awareness that can be raised for cause or for understanding what people do have to go through. I know I've had the conversations with uh, me specifically. I have a coworker that is uh, trans, and asking some of these same questions of what is the what is the protocol? Like what should I not be doing? Rule number one: never use someone's dead name, yep. ever. Mm -hmm. And that's all I want to say. Yep. And we, we nailed it to today, not doing that. Good job, everybody. We're all learning. Yes. Yep. So anyways, please go read the statement on his Twitter. I think it's very important to read. So uh, anyways, let's move on from that to talk about something a lot more sillier. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 pokes fun at Nathan Drake's with a nod to Uncharted 4. Uh, there's a video, I believe, that is circulating on the Crash Bandicoot Twitter but essentially, it's yep. got Crash Bandicoot and his... That's his sister, right? Not his girlfriend? Coco? Coco? I think it's Coco. It's been a while since I played a Crash game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I unfortunately I started so. playing them, and now I have three sets of trophies that say 0% um, in my thing. <laughs> you can delete, delete those, right? Oh, trophy. I can't delete those. That's right. Yes. Um, but anyways, they're playing the an Uncharted game. I believe it's Uncharted 4, in reminiscent to the scene it from was, Uncharted yeah. 4 where El, uh, they were playing Crash. Elena. They were playing Crash yeah, 1. Yeah, they were yeah. playing Crash 1. Nate and Elena. I'm saying that. Yeah, Elena, right? Uh, they were playing yeah, Crash yes. 1 on the couch. Um, and this is reminiscent of that. And it's a neat, neat little uh, thing. It's interesting that I thought it would be more Christmas-themed because it said uh, the tweet was great to see friends helping friends this holiday season. But it, there's not really anything Christmas attached to it. It just, no, I, I think mean, it was more so just an ad for their game and trying to get more Christmas sales. Yeah. I was also going to yeah, say, Crash sense. and his sister probably live in a section of the world where, like, they don't get a lot of snow on Christmas time. That's fair. So. Aren't Bandicoots traditionally from Australia? 
Oh yeah, and I'm gonna like, look, in, look into that, but I'm pretty sure bandicoots are from is Australia. Is bandicoot a real yeah, thing? They're backwards. There. I thought those just a bandicoot's a real thing. Yes. Oh, hey. a yeah. bandic- bandicoots Australia. are groups of twenty or yeah. It is a group of 20 or more species of small to medium-sized terrestrial marsupial omnivores uh, that are endemic to the Australia-New Guinea region. All right. Yeah, And, and it looks nothing like Crash. Not in the slightest. So it's a very funny little thing, especially if you've played Uncharted 4. And you only have to play a few minutes of Uncharted 4 to get the clip of it. So Yeah, it's within the first 20, 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, it's it's re- yeah. it's really quick. Um so yeah, so go, go give that a watch. It's really neat. Um nice to see them invoking Naughty Dog, uh which is a nice little throwback to uh Crash's heritage even though it's not owned by Sony anymore. So and finally Mitch yeah, added it's nice, it's nice to see them playing nice. Uh Mitch added this one right before the show started, but so I'm going to let Mitch talk about it here because I need it so much. I think he has found something to blow his money on. He yeah, there's hard. for uh, Pokemon Day, which is the anniversary of the release of the original games. This year, Nintendo is working with um, the Wand Company to announce, and they're going to produce a diecast Pokeball, which is basically the closest representation we've had yet of a real life Pokeball. It comes in a case. The case lights up. The Pokeball itself lights up. I want it so bad. See, some of us already have Pokeballs, Mitch. Those aren't okay. Those are Burger King toys from the '90s. They are not. This is not a Burger King toy. This is full of Pokemon cards. Even Mm. worse. See, this one has a special golden Pokemon card. See? Yeah, I had that when I was a kid too. But this is like I wish I still had that. My son really. I was an idiot kid and got rid of those. Also, I know Cozy stepped away, but I also added another one at the last minute. So when he gets back, I'm gonna say, Cozy, Cozy. What did you you add? Yeah. What? I added another one at the last minute, too, if you can pull it up. Oh, But, uh, yeah, okay, this Pokeball cool. looks I just cool. I'm going to pick it up. It's about I have bucks. a Premier Ball with Fomantis on it. Ooh. Fomantis is see-through it's because blocks, of the green it? screen effect. Uh, yep, that's correct. Mega Constructs. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been tempted by those, but this looks like the real deal, and I really do want to pick it up. Wait, Mitch, did you call but my drop something else crappy? <laughs> Let's move on. That's fighting words. Huh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Nintendo also revealed the, a better look at Super Nintendo World, which will open in February in Japan at Universal Studios. Please, and, oh my God, guys, we need guys. to go to Japan when the world opens back up. I want to go so bad. How long do COVID symptoms last? Like twenty-one days, <laughs> fourteen days. I don't think Two we can weeks, legally can fly into Japan once, right and now. That's a problem. I'm saying uh, is, if you, everyone stays in their home for the next 14 days, we can all go to this theme park come 2020. But then we'll have to quarantine when we get home, too. And you'll probably no, like have to quarantine when you get the there world. as well. Yeah. If everybody in the, in the world, world did it, then... Yeah. All right, all, all 7 billion of you watching this stream right now, stay in wow. your homes. Don't Break leave for the This is our best days. stream ever. Yeah. yeah. 7 <laughs> billion, yeah. Wow, we're getting people to watch that don't even have the internet. So... Um, wow Mm -hmm. Um, pretty impressive good job I'll take it Um, yeah so the Super Nintendo World is opening in February it looks like it's going to be super cool Um, I think we're going to have to start a Patreon to start funding for our trip to film to go there is that something we have to do? Maybe. I mean, first on location press YYZ live from Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan. It pays for itself the marketing come on Nintendo you know us come come on hit us up I have I've had aspirations to go back to Japan, uh, you know, since we returning all? back home from it in 2017. And, like, I was actually planning on going this year, but 
I suppose that 2021, if everything works out, is a better time than never. I When I was there in 2016, I had a dream of coming back in 2020 to go to the Olympics. But, right. you know, mm. that didn't like, happen. Part of the appeal of the Olympics, right, is that there's going to be a lot more like English signage. Like It's theoretically yeah. the best time to be there if you're a foreigner and you're not super adept at speaking Japanese. Um, Even still, but, Japan is just great, and the people are friendly enough that you would true. have a good time. I had a, especially in the totally. cities. I had a really good time in Taiwan. Especially in Tokyo. I want to go see Japan. Yeah, you get I, out of I Tokyo, just want to go ride in a real-life Mario Kart and see a real-life Bowser's Castle. Yeah. They're yeah. also building one in Universal Studios I, Hollywood, but, like... Mitch? You gotta see you Nintendo to, in Japan, right? Mitch, you need to propose to Carmen again but in front of the Bowser statue or maybe she proposes to you in front of the Bowser Ooh, statue. Oh, we can just do re that's actually a good idea of a series of photos where we just recreate our engagement a different in theme. front yeah. of different landmarks that are all related to theme parks. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Could there be a every okay, year. Okay, just a little inside baseball. The reason that I proposed to my wife at Disney World was to give us an excuse to go to Disney World to celebrate different milestones. Not because you loved her. Also because I loved her, we've been together for a really long time. I wanted to be happy for the rest of my life and spend the rest of my life with her, but also Disney World. So uh, I will say something. I'm really looking forward to riding around in the Mario Kart ride, going into Bowser's Castle, meeting Mario in person. However, I am also really looking forward to finding the one churro stand that's selling a Metroid-themed churro. Because you know that they're going to have something, a little something in there, and I am determined to find it when the park opens up. It'll do it. Yeah, it, I think um, if we get a chance Will it be a to go down, uh, you know, at some point when the pandemic ends, uh, I think we're all fans of Kind of Funny, and I would like to drive down for their studio opening whenever that happens, if that happens. I was planning on Hell going yeah. for the studio opening, too. So if it is safe to do so, I can totally yeah, do that. So I thought it'd be fun to Maybe drive not down, driving, but we could but... hit the theme park while we're there. If it's open, there's no opening date yet for the one in Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they're also pl okay. This is good. I'm really down the weeds of theme park knowledge now, but they're also planning a third gate at Universal Studios Orlando. A gate is essentially what they refer to in the community as like another park. Uh, so mm. there is a third gate that's been announced, and the rumor is that one of the lands in that new park will be Nintendo Land, and it'll be the largest out of the three. So yeah. within the next ten years, there might be one in Univer Universal Orlando as well. Oh wow! Who knows? Well, that'll be an and interesting it, addition. It's been so. It's been so long since I've last been to Orlando. I remember last time we went, we didn't went to like, you know, Lego World, Disney World, and then like days three through seven, I was like, well, I guess we can go orange picking and then we can try to blend down the oranges and make orange juice that doesn't taste we went, very good. Yeah, we went for eight days and just did Disney and it was legitimately magical. That's, yeah, that's the way you got to do it. You just got to You got to do it that way. I got the tip. Yeah. So when the world does open back up and we plan the press YYZ visit to Universal and Disney World and we do an on-location recording and we make content out of it. Uh, I got all the ticks and trips. All right. I just said ticks and trips yeah. instead of yep. tricks and tips. Yep. And we can move on. Well, let's just move on to its raining deals. Um, so, Mitch, uh, you've got that Control is coming to Xbox Game Pass on December 3rd. I'd like to say that this is a terrible because it is not coming to PC Game Pass, just console Game Pass. And that sucks. Also, it's not the. I think no. This is this yeah, is it's it not coming the ultimate to... one with ray tracing and shit. So yeah, yeah. This is it coming with like the standard release, not the up res release. Yeah. 
which mm-hmm. we'll see if that happens down the line. Uh, but this also comes with the announcement that yes, their yes, your grace is coming. Doom Eternal is coming to PC, which I'm very excited to give a shot. Uh, Dragon Quest 11 S echoes of an elusive age definitive edition. That's the most important will be available one. on both PC and console. Uh, yeah. Lots of stuff coming to game pass this month. Yeah. A bunch of stuff leaving cool. too. I'm always sh- like whenever you see a bunch of games coming, you see a bunch of games going at the same time. So that's always interesting to me. Um, and then cozy, uh, do you want to talk about the PlayStation store yeah. desktop and how terrible it is? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened earlier today. I went onto the PlayStation store on desktop because it's the first Tuesday of the month. And that's typically when new PlayStation plus games are made available. And I went to the PlayStation plus section of the store uh, as you can see right here, as and one would I'm like, all right, do to claim the games. Sorry, as one would presumably do to claim the free games for the month. Yeah, right. And I specifically went here to the tab this month on PS Plus. I'm like, all right, cool. Just Cause Four, Rocket Arena, and also Worms Rumble, the game we were Are talking we about play earlier. Some Rocket Arena this month. Ta-da. We should totally play some Rocket Arena. Hmm, I Why? think so. Sorry, you were, you were coming in a little bit quiet on my end, Mitch. And Sorry. I, yeah, it's all right. Anyways, so I'm like, all right, cool. Download now. Well, I don't want to download it, but I do at least want to put it in my library. So I want to go and click on download now. I wait for it to take ages to load because for some reason it's just real, real slow. And then, so right now... This time it works. It's fixed. Yeah, it's fixed <laughs> now, so th- this whole segment is kind of nil and void, but previously all the buttons that you see down here download from library, add to cart, uh, download to library, whatever, were not visible at all, nor were yeah. any of the prices, and it, like Sony, just fix your fix your crap man the the funny thing is the playstation store on browser used to be pretty good and then with this new store interface it's pretty good pretty good on console except it's missing a deal section which makes zero sense it's honestly it's fantastic in the mobile app is absolute horse shit on web browsers reclusive dragon in the chat is saying it's still not working for them through the app and you know ignore what i said about the app they've also got having this problem Hmm. Anyway, so um, Sony fix yeah, your shit. Yeah, come on, get the like. I appreciate some of the things they did with the web store, but like it's like three steps backwards, ten steps back. So just yeah, thirteen steps back total yeah. without a step forward. Yeah, that's kind of okay. where I was going with it. Yeah, this is very much a monkey paw wish of we want to make the store on our consoles as great as possible. Okay, cool, but everything else is going to suffer as a result. All right. Uh, well, in all fairness, the console store is really good, except it's lacking. Also, totally. This bre- breaking fifteen minutes ago, the store on the B- on the PS Vita is just straight up broken right now. Oh no. Yeah, oh, it's just no. straight up broken on the Vita. Oh. Well, that's the only way you can buy games for the Vita now, so they better get that fixed And that up. is now the only game you can buy or re-download games for your PS Vita. Oh, that's uh, you want an article, Cozy? I got you an article from Kotaku. I can drop it for you in the chat. Thank you. 
I, I, I still use my Vita every now and then, so if it's permanently broken, that's going to be sad. No, they, I'm assuming it just has something to do with these weird issues we're seeing on the other stores, that, and it's just more impactful on, uh, on the they Vita. They have to fix it. They got, they got to get that fixed. Yeah. yeah, so that was Ian Walker at Kotaku reporting the, the Vita, Vita store isn't better. working for some reason. Has anybody tried remote play on their Vita to their PS5 no, yet? No, I should give that nope. a try. I'm curious how that works. It's yeah, actually really shot. good on phone. I'm, and if tablet. Greg Miller yeah. hasn't done it, then... I'm going to charge up my like... Vita uh, and see how that works. <laughs> I think mine's actually charging right now. I could do it after the show. Oh, okay. Or I could do it right now if you want to give me five minutes. Well, okay, let's get into the show, and maybe you can tell us yeah. at the end of the show. How about that? He's just gone. Oh. He's gone. We lost him. Well, anyways, let's just get into yeah. the topic of the show. This week, we are doing a week yeah. predict for the Game Awards 2020. So, Game Awards are going to be broadcasting on the 10th? 11th? Uh, yes, that's correct, because it's happening the day after we record our podcast so next week. Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the 10th when Cyberpunk comes So, out. these uh, yeah. predictions are going to be timely. We're doing them so that... Uh, people watching us live will see it now. Audio listeners will sh have them before the Game Awards goes live. Um, and we can see who the winner is and who the best guesser of guessing things is. So. I swear this thing was charged, but it won't turn oh. on. Oh, oh, no. No. It's happened to you, too. When no, I get a break, panic. I'll go and make sure that the charger was actually plugged into the wall. We'll see. Mitch, don't panic, because I had the exact same issue that you are experiencing right now, and it turns out that the issue was actually with the charging cable itself. My I've charging already had cable to replace basically, the charging yeah, cable Yeah, mine might need replacing. Oh, really? Um, it's Yeah, it, huh. it, like, wore through, so I, I have replaced it. I'll go take a look when I get a break between... Yeah categories or something right. just come to me last or something like that okay well we're gonna start um so um before we predict we've done one before on guessing the metacritic scores of games at the end of the year or open crit was it open critic or metacritic i guess it doesn't matter for this um, open, open critic open critics is what we use open critic. so this one's gonna be a little bit different uh because it's not a number we're figuring out we're just picking it and i guess we're just going to issue one point for correct prediction uh, that's what I've done. So I've actually already done all the formulas and stuff in this Excel sheet. So as soon as we pick a winner there, like if you want to just, for example, if I pick a winner, let's say we all picked either a couple of things. So if I pick this, you'll see it'll tick up for a couple people at the bottom, but not okay, the others. Cool. So all the math's already done. I just got to um, wait for the awards. Question for the surprise announcement. Should there be more points awarded for getting a correct surprise announcement? I let's say f I'd say like five points for the surprise announcement, three points for the Smash Brothers announcement. Yeah, I think that's fair, because it's out of nowhere. With these, they're all like all the categories. You have a specific list of things to choose from, where the announcements are out of nowhere. So, um, and that could really turn the tide and be very exciting. So, all right. Um, so let's get into. Do the we want to? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Cozy. I was going to ask, do we want to start this from the bottom or from the top? I start from the bottom and work our way up to the... Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll um, start with the first category. We'll save the surprise announcements for just before game of the year. How about that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. So let's start off with the first um, category that we're going to talk about then. Best debut game. So our possible options are Carrion, Mortal Shell, Raji, and Ancient Epic, Roki, and plasmaphobia 
Phasmophobia. Or phasmophobia. Thank you. Phasmophobia. You're welcome. Um, Phantasmagoria. Oh, that's a bad game. Um, <laughs> so wh- where's everybody's real thoughts spoofy. here? So I can see that. Um, I can't see who's. So AJ has carry on. Cozy. Um, I've lost it. Uh, Raji. Cozy has Raji. Alex has carry on. No, Alex has no, phasmophobia. phasmophobia. And then Sorry. you and I, Nathan, have carry on. So what's everybody's thought process here? Um, Alex, you actually played carry on, correct? So, and you still think phasmophobia is coming in above that. The reason why I think that is because as soon as carry on came out, yes, it was a good game. Everyone forgot about it almost immediately. I would make that same. It's kind of my. I make that same argument for feel, phasmophobia at this point, though. Yeah, I still think I've, phasmophobia is still. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, here's the thing: is phasmophobia at least was. It was like the October game of like the new trending game for October, yeah. but October is still way closer than what. So July there's a recency bias there. Out. Something like that. Yeah, a recency bias. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's kind of where I was thinking with this. Okay. The other games on the list I just literally have never heard of as well. Yeah. Um, so Raji was the one that was just announced in like the Switch indie it's showcase. The, it, yeah. the one developed in India with the Indian culture. Developed in India, yes. Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then uh, Mortal Shell is Mortal a Souls-like. Yeah. yeah. And Roki I've heard of, or Ruki. I guess it's Ruki because uh, of the umlaut. Over the o. Yeah, this is oh, uh, Roki's description on Metacritic. Roki is an adventure game inspired by Scandinavian folklore, a dark contemporary fairy tale underpinned by touching narrative and alluring art style, ancient puzzles, and atmospheric exploration. It has a 76% rating. Yeah. So this is one of the categories where the, the one that I picked, Carry On, is also the one that I hope wins, um, just because I really enjoyed my time with it. There was a bit of, you know getting lost but i think that was just like indicative of kind of the way that they designed the game i think if there is a sequel um that they will have fixed some of those things but i think for a debut the game is yeah that's kind of where my head's at um i really really liked carry on um uh i guess the biggest issue is that there's no map to it but i think once you figured out how to get around it wasn't that hard um because they gave you a trick near the end to figure out what what exactly you needed to get um, my biggest disappointment was there was no secret ending if you completed all the if you got everything. I was hoping that effort would be rewarded. And there wasn't, but what do you do? What do you what do? do you do? Do you feel at all like the kind of grotesque nature of Carrion might make judges more dissuaded from voting for it? No, I think uh, I think the game is pretty well respected. And Devolver Digital does weird things, so I, I think that'll be fine. Okay. Okay. So let's move on to the next category, Content Creator of the Year. Uh, in the category, we have Alana Pierce, uh, formerly of Funhouse and IGN, now part of Sony Santa Monica Studios. Uh, JN Lopez, who I have no idea who that is. Nick Nick Merks Kolchev, who I have no idea who that is. Timothy Tim the Tatman Batar, who rose to fame with his failure at Fall Guys, and Rachel Valkyr Hofstetter. I don't know who that is. Valkyrie? Valkyrie. 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 Um, yeah. Hofstetter, who I also don't know who they are. Um, I went with Tim the Tatman because he got pretty social famous for just failing at Fall Guys over and over and mm-hmm. over again. I agree. That's why I picked him. 
I don't care I about this like, category. I hope Alana wins. Yeah, I'd like to see Alana. Yeah, win. I feel like it could. I feel like it could be either Tim the Tatman or Alana Pierce because I feel like both of them have just such kind of like notoriety around mm-hmm. them. Um, um, I think Tim the Tatman's probably a little bit more so just because of how big his audience is on Twitch. But I still could see Alana potentially getting it just by all of the things that she like. This has been a a huge year for her. Um, yeah just in general so i feel like it could swing either see way. i i oh go ahead I, no i was just gonna say i went with um valkyrie because uh she's kind of outside of our our normal purview here in our our typical game space um uh and she streamed she has been blowing up absolutely uh streaming on youtube lately um and she lives in the same house as pokimane um and so there's a there's huge offline tv crossover on youtube and whatnot um so personally i just feel like like while i know alana pierce more and i know tim the Tapman from him failing at uh fall guys over the summer um i i feel like valkyrie could like sweep up from behind and a lot of people won't necessarily expect it. It'll be it'll but. be interesting. I'm curious to see where this goes. The one thing I'll say, Alana doesn't need it anymore because of her new job. I feel like she's going to be out. I still think it would be fun. It'd be fun, but it'd be out of the video games. She still does here for her. She still does her personal YouTube stuff. And she's yeah. still been so streaming on Twitch. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. fair. Um I I'm curious with her yeah. working in Santa Monica if that's going to change. I guess we'll see. Yeah. This also we'll could be a perfect bookend for her as kind of a online content creator as her like primary job to be trending gamer yeah. or content creator of the year. I feel like it would be just kind of really like a nice yeah. bookend. So, okay. Um, next, we'll move on to best multiplayer game. Uh, so for best multiplayer game, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. Can I talk about how it's stupid that Among Us is on this list because it came out in 2016? I don't give a shit that it got popular this year. It came out in 2016. Yeah, Yeah. it's time to uh, learn to adapt with new to new things, and that means that game of the year, especially in a pandemic year, doesn't necessarily have to be restricted and gate kept to only games that came out that year. Also, it can you picked, be you picked any a game, game. You picked a game for best debut game that is in beta. It's in early access, Phasmophobia. So if we're talking only about games that released this year, Phasmophobia technically did not release this year. We have not had the one point. Yeah, on that, I, so. I think there's. I think Among Us should be recognized because a, it's a cultural phenomenon and what it's done. Like my son plays Among Us on his cell phone religiously right now, um, and has YouTube going in the side. He loves playing it. He loves. Um, like just playing against other people. And I think it would be a disservice to not include it because of how popular it's gotten. I get it came out in 2016, but if a game's good and it does something right, it should get its due when it becomes popular. And that's what Jeff Keighley has said as to why it got nominated this year. But you saw Jedi Fallen Order last year fall, what, two days short of the nominee window? We saw so this year, Miles... One this year, Miles Morales was something that people had in their hands three days before noms were due. They didn't even have Demon Souls when nominations. That's were a due. timing issue. Though. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we only got with two nominations this year. Like, yeah, the, it's, that's it, a timing issue of get, when the awards are, not necessarily 
Um, like, and I think Gary Winna said this on Kind of Funny Games Daily, but they really just need to yeah, be pushed back to January or February. Game yep. of the yeah. year has to mean uh, what, okay, what games in general just defined the yeah. year and... I'm like, sure we're going to get especially into it towards the last what quarter. Our game of the year format. The last towards the last quarter, to to be perfectly honest, Among Us got big in 2020 because it deserved to, especially in 2020. Um, so it sort of defines this year. Yeah, especially. I, I think it would be a disservice to opinion. not include Among Us, and we'll have to have that conversation when we do our game of the year this year. Is um, Mitch was mentioning. So um, for us, I'm seeing. Uh, I don't have the top of the list here. Uh, yes, I do. Um, so it's Alex and I who are saying Fall Guys for Game of the Year uh, or from Best Multiplayer Game, and the other three are going for Among Us. Any thoughts there? I mean, both these games, you know, had some pretty big celebrities uh, sort of enter into the fray with them. Obviously, we had Tim the Tatman's many escapades with Fall Guys, but on the Among Us side, we got AOC and a couple of other pretty high-profile politicians get in on that mm -hmm. one. So, I, th I, I think mean, Fall I think guys it's... Sorry, go, go ahead. Mitch? No, Mitch, go ahead, you, you can go. Sorry, no, no, go I ahead. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> okay, okay. Fall, uh, I was just say, Fall Guys had its moment. Fall Guys was huge, and then Fall Guys fell off a cliff. Among Us is a game that has had, once it was discovered, which the, the, the story behind the discoverability of the game was another interesting, you know, talking point in 2020. I think Among Us has the staying power to, one, win this category, and two, be with us for quite some time to come we already know and it's been announced that they will be revealing the new among us map at the game awards which i think ties in really well with a quote-unquote stage presentation for the award for best multiplayer to to among us so um and, and that's quite possible and they often do these tie-ins you know what i'm going to change my mind um i think actually with all the notoriety that's gotten for the political talk and who's been playing it, i think among us will be fall guys which makes me sad because Fall Guys is fantastic. I want Fall Guys to win because it personally was my favorite multiplayer experience of the yeah. year. But I do believe that Among Us is going to take yeah, this Yeah, I think if I'm trying to get points, we need to have win, a I need to have Among Us there. I mean, you got to get points by having different games than everyone else on the list, which is where we get into our next category. Yes. But also, okay, also, before we continue... Damn, and that was a great segue. It, you can do it... I know, I'm sorry, but I just have to clarify some rules because, Nathan, you have changed your game... At this point forward, do we want to commit to what we no, have? No, we said we could change games. Be... No, no, you can change as yeah, we go. No. Oh. It'll lock in when we're done. Yeah, if... attention, clearly. clearly. Yeah. Got it, okay. So, But I'm your picks are already strap. so good that you're not going to change any of them, right, Alex? After, yeah, exactly. no. After this episode, then, you know, we're kind of locked in, but... Yeah, so after yeah. this as episode, I will create a copy and anyone through, who tries to fib it, the same way they've tried to yeah. fib the Metacritic one, I'm going to find Has somebody tried fibbing that? Uh-huh. I don't know if they've tried fibbing it, but I have the original copy. Okay. So if anyone did, okay, you're just I will be comparing both no lists reason. when I go. I don't know. My I New think Year's the one is going to be I great because it's just going to be spent compiling those scores for the New okay. Year. All right. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> let's move on to best sports slash racing game. Uh, this year we have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2, FIFA 21, NBA 2K 21, F1 2020, and Dirt 5. I think there's a notable... Uh, two notable ones missing one being mlb the show whatever year it was because that's always a great game 
uh, sports game. And uh, PGA Tour would have been good on here. There's only so many spots, though. I definitely would have them over F1. But I feel like they need to have that to fill out the racing category. F well, there's that, but, uh, like, F1 is, like, growing in a weird popularity, which is how I've, in the last couple years, kind of gotten okay. into it. Because as somebody who's not into sports, so there is there is something that I, I can't get into the F1 game because it's, it's too much yeah. of a sim, but... Um, it is growing, that's for so, sure. Um, I've picked Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which most of us have. Uh, Mitch has picked FIFA 21. Mitch, what are your thoughts there? This is an international voting panel. I think the Western audience very much is into the Tony Hawk Pro Skater idea. I think it was a well-executed remake, but at, that, at the same point, it is a remake, and I feel like the Polish and the like FIFA 21 will just be a more is a remake comprehensive. of FIFA the year before it is, but it is a more comprehensive experience. There was some lackluster multiplayer in Tony Hawk's pro skater. There were things that people weren't necessarily on board for. Whereas I think FIFA FIFA is a complete experience. And I think anyone who's voting yeah. internationally okay. outside of North America is voting for FIFA. I don't 20. know. I, and here's all the thing. of y'all voted here's for Tony Hawk. I, you, I needed I something to be different award, so I can get more points than you. Is definitely a North American show first. Yeah. Yeah. Here's it. But yeah. not in terms of the it, judging panel. If you look here's at the, the judging thing, panel and also worldwide, yeah, there is a fan vote be... component to this as well. Yeah. So in terms of the fan vote, the, the majority of people, yes, there's going to be the Venn diagram of a big crossover, but the majority of people who are playing FIFA are probably not watching the game awards. I agree with that. I, I yeah. also think that I agree the, with that too. Out in, more people who played Tony Hawk's one and two will be watching the, the game international awards. outlets that you're referring to because these are all outlets that vote on it. They're likely not playing. Like, how many outlets do we hear are regularly playing sports games, no matter where they're from? It's just not a thing that usually happens, even internationally. And I expect Tony Hawk has made such a big uh, comeback with this game um, that that will be recognized. I wanted to do something different, but y'all have convinced me. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you change it. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to get points there, but you guys make goddamn good arguments. Well, well, you're going to get points now. You're welcome. If if FIFA wins that category, I I deserve (laughs) pity points in some fashion. I'm just if saying FIFA that wins, now. I will. We'll give you a frowny face. How about that? Appreciate yeah. it. So uh, <laughs> next up, we've got the best uh, sim slash strategy game. Uh, in that category, we've got XCOM Chimera Squad, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Gears Tactics, Desperados 3, and Crusader Kings 3. Um, three of us have gone with Microsoft Flight Simulator. Cozy and Alex have gone with Crusader Kings 3. Both high-profile games, both free on Game Pass as well. Um, I think yeah. a lot had, of the games in this category I think all of these games game are except Desperate. Like, I think Gears is as well, so it's just XCOM and Desperados. Yeah. 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 I have almost half a mind to switch my vote back to Microsoft Flight Simulator because I've forgotten how, like, well, I don't want it. I would not describe Microsoft Flight Simulator as having had like a gigantic moment in 2020, but it had a moment that was, I think, more sizable than any of us would have expected. I think 
So it had a moment that was bigger than Crusader. Kings yeah, this I year. think the sim aspects to yeah. um, Microsoft, Microsoft Flight Sim, um, and how like you're able to fly over your house and where it is, and the detail that they brought into the world. Um, like I think, just go watch the No Clip documentary he yeah. just released, uh, Daniel Dwyer on No Clip. I, I think that's going to carry. Yeah, I think. It. I think. It, I think it really comes down to these two titles when it comes to outlets yeah. voting on this because. Yeah. They're the two that had a significant impact in the genre. I don't like yeah. that they share a yeah, category here saying. because both of them are deserving of an award for what they've done for their respective genres. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're both phenomenal. A, I will. I, I do see a lot of outlets going back and forth between the two, though, because Crusader Kings is a really, really good strategy mm-hmm. game, whereas yeah. a sim game and is just, a game that makes you forget that you're playing a game. So it doesn't yeah. feel as much like a game as something like Crusader Kings. So I can definitely see it. Going they shouldn't way. be together. It's kind of like sports and racing. Yeah. You've got two different categories, but I mean, there's just not enough games to support yeah. them individually. I know. This strikes as like this seems like one of those nightmare scenarios where when they created the sim strategy game category, maybe it was during a year where like the sim games and the strategy games were very samey, yeah. but this one year we have Crusader Kings 3 and Microsoft Flight Simulator which couldn't be more different from each other. So, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I th- I think Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to take it. I think that had way more buzz. Crusader Kings did get tens, a lot of tens though, so um, yeah. it was really respected by outlets. I'm very curious to see where this one goes, and I think it's a coin flip. Either way, you I, know what? I think, I think this is the one that's yeah. going to surprise it. Is anyone else yeah. thinking of switching their vote? Because I'm thinking of switching. No, their I'm going to keep mine. I'm Microsoft Flight Sim. I'm going to keep mine ultimately. All right, I guess I'll leave it. My heart's with Flight Sim, but Coward. I feel like Crusader Kings could sneak it out. So, uh, best family game. So, we've got Paper Mario and the Origami King, Minecraft Dungeons, Mine, uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Fall Guys, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Is there any... Re- it's no it competition. Just, like, has anybody noticed that some categories have six games, some categories have five games? Yeah. Or I did it, I screw no, up? It's, it, I hope I no, didn't screw no, up. No, no, it is. That yeah, is that's genuine. all over the place. Okay, I think it just. Um, yeah, it, it's very inconsistent. Like, if you're going to do six, like, they could have put a six sport game in just there, especially when the you're combining game. two different categories into one. Wait till we get to the yeah. next category. So, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, um, I think best family game, we all have Animal Crossing New Horizons. It was no a phenomenon problem. this year. It's the second most selling Switch game of all time behind Mario Kart right now, I think, yep. and will probably be the first uh, when it's all said and done. After this holiday, I would agree yeah. with you. So, yeah. I don't think we need to talk too much about that. Uh, nope. nope. So, uh, Nintendo how, knows how to make games that make poor money. Poor Fall Guys. They're, they're going to get shut out. Um, best fighting game. I don't know. So, for best fighting game, oh, I'm going <laughs> to have fun saying these. Uh, so, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition, Street Fighter V Championship Edition, One Punch Man, uh, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, an Undernight Inbirth EXE Late um, Bracket CL Dash R Bracket Dash R. So what the hell is that? Everybody went with Mortal Kombat here. I think that's a popular choice. I chose and went a little bit different with Grand Blue Fantasy Versus because that's really um, the new hotness that they're talking about in the fighting game community right now. I don't know if that will translate to votes, um, but Grand Blue Versus does a lot of um, interesting things in terms of a medieval style. It's actually based on a game called Grand Blue Fantasy um, that's a mobile RPG. I was going to say, 
it's like one of those gotcha games. Kind right? of, it is. It's got the original um, artist from Final Fantasy behind it. So, hmm. um, and it was only it was a mobile game only released in Japan. Uh, for some reason, the fighting game game came here, but the fighting game actually implements cooldowns and a few other things, which is new to the like nobody else has really tried in the genre. That sounds so. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, really cool, really cool Fair. character design. I love the Final Fantasy character designs. You can see the the influence in it. Um, so I don't recognize any of the other games from this Undernight developer, but this game was ported by Arc System Works. Yeah, I, so we all know their pedigree oh, for so fighting games. I'm sure so it's great. Undernight's actually really I've good never too. Heard of it I, I have that one as well. And Street Fighter Five Championships, a great collection for at a great value. Um, can I just talk about how much of a joke this category is? Just in the sense that, like, there's just not enough games for this category. Would you have and rather also, them done best fighting slash role playing game? Because they could have no, done that too. But, no, but they just didn't need to include it. Like, I just, I. Here's I mean, the thing: is One Punch Man, a hero that nobody knows, has a 57 on Metacritic. But I, all those other games like are pretty I, well respected. Yeah, I was going to say. Fighter, but then just Mortal have Kombat, the category be those I, three titles. You don't need ooh, the other yeah. filler in there. Yeah. Yeah, like I just feel like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat also shouldn't be on this list because both of them did not come out this year. And this is like this is not as much of a thing of like with Among Us, where it's like yes, Among Us did get popular. Where it's like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, those are just the most recent iterations of those games. Mortal yes. Kombat just put out John Rambo in uh, as a fighter. He totally yeah. deserves. Technically, um, those games were like their newer versions, but like Street Fighter Five Championship Edition did come out in February. And it is, and I know Mortal Kombat did like Ultimate Edition did come out this year as well. Yeah, the and the original DLC. version did come out. Yeah, last year. so the, like I, I think it's, they are both like technically new weird. releases because and they made some significant changes to uh, to well I know Street Fighter Five did no Mortal Kombat Eleven did with the Ultimate Edition because they brought back friendships and a few yeah, other yeah because there's the af there's also the aftermath yeah. DLC yeah it was like mostly just DLC expansion. wasn't it so yeah I don't know I just still I it just still feels weird. So me. I'm with you. I, I think it's yeah. the problem is I can't imagine not having a category for fighting games as somebody who's a fan like in the community for it. Um, and I think like these are the games you should be recognizing. Maybe not One Punch Man, but if we're at a situation where we're doing five or six games, you could do four games in a category if there were only four games that deserved it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. we can move on. I just wanted to bring that. Up. I just wanted to talk about the Metacritic score. No problems. Um, so best role playing game. So we've got Final Fantasy VII remake, Persona, uh, or sorry, Geshin Impact, Persona Five Royale, Wasteland Three, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, it looks like we've got a mix between Persona Five Royale and Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, Alex, you've had the chance to play both of them. Obviously, we know you're a huge Persona fan. Um, if you're going to compare it against yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, what's your thoughts? So, I think Persona 5 Royal is an overall better game than Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is great, but I think there's a lot of points in that game where it's like, it's very polished until it isn't. Where I think Persona 5 Royal is an overall, just a fully complete experience that is consistent all the way through where i think there's some weird dips in quality in uh, final fantasy 7 remake and that's why i gave it to Persona yeah that's Royal. so i haven't finished um either of these two games i will say um persona 5 royal felt like home again when i was playing it um i i enjoyed i need to go back to uh 7 remake and play more of it but 
there's just something about the Persona universe that I really jive with um, uh, for me yeah. personally. I think this is going to be a toss-up because realistically, Persona 5 Royal should be on the game of the year list, and it's not. Um, this is a game that got there's, tens. There's a like few things that are Yeah, missing. this is a game that got tens out of outlets. Um We'll, we, we'll, we'll get to it when we talk about Game of the Year of what we think could be there instead of some of the other nominees, yeah. but I'm yeah, we'll kind of with there. you there, at least for something like Royal or Crusader Kings or Flight Sim to be. Yeah, I, I think they, um, is it the Oscars who's gone to 10, game, to 10 movies? Yes. Yeah, I think yep. they should look at having a deeper amount of games at that final category because you're taking so many different categories and putting it into one. I have I have thoughts on why they shouldn't, but we can get to it when we get yeah. to the top of this because we're not even halfway. Yeah, let's through keep this. let's keep. I will through. say, yeah, let's yeah yeah yeah. Let's go. We don't need to fight, I, I, I'm we back don't and need forth to. between FF Seven and Persona Five in this category. To be honest, I actually just flipped it before we talked about it. Um, Final Fantasy is my game of the year. I really hope it wins this, but mm. I could definitely uh, see it going to Persona. Um, and I can see a situation where somehow Final Fantasy Seven remake wins game of the year but loses best role playing. See, I think it. I think more people played Final Fantasy VII, so when it comes to outlet voting, I think there's going to be a bigger push for Final Fantasy VII because more people mm. played it. Um, I could just see its name really doing well for it, though. So, I like yeah. Persona 5 um, because everybody knows what quality that is. But anyways, let's keep uh, moving on here. Best Action Adventure. Uh, so, for the Action Adventure category, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars... Uh, Somebody keeps um, discording, and it keeps blocking it. Star Wars, uh, Jedi, Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. See, this is where we'll talk about Cyberpunk next year, um, just showing up. Um, so, I if yeah, it comes out. If it comes out. So, AJ's got The Last of Us Part Two. Everybody else has Ghost of Tsushima. My thought was that this is probably where Ghost of Tsushima will get a, an award. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like... People will put their... And plus, it seems like a good mix of action and adventure and more of a free sense to it. Um, I th Yeah, I this, think, I think well, more yeah. people are going to vote for The Last of Us Part Two and then give this its due in uh, action-adventure. Remaining yeah, as spoiler-free as possible, in The Last of Us Part Two spoiler cast, you know, I talked about how... What I didn't like about the combat in The Last of Us Part Two is it felt like even the best-laid plans would eventually go to hell. And you know while i've not played a game like ghost of tsushima it strikes me as the kind of game where the best laid plans will work out if you're you know playing mm -hmm. well so yeah i went i went with this is one of those the places where i had to go with the one i actually played um and that just so happened to be uh last of us for me i didn't so. play either of them so i'm just guessing here and i haven't played enough star wars jedi fallen order yet to make a proper judgment, I, but I don't see think this is the category be. Jedi could have won last year had it been eligible. Yeah, for I agree with that. Yeah, um, these there's no way in hell in it touches it this year. Unfortunately, I feel like I feel like a great game. This is the one category that goes to Tsushima could win, so I think they're going to throw it a bone. I think so too, and it's a phenomenal game. I honestly yeah. enjoyed it more than The Last of Us Part Two, but we'll get to that when we talk about our personal games of the year. Let's yep. move on. Okay. So next up, we've got Best Action. So in the Best Action category, we've got Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Um, 
so we have a mix of shout outs to streets of rage four here it's a great little yeah i've heard that all these games are high quality um i think we all yeah. have hades across the board except alex who has doom eternal because you're yeah. a doom stan i wonder why I love Hades. I know Hades you, is, Hades you love is Hades, a, but you love Doom. I've seen too, how you've talked about Doom. Doom, I think is Doom. I think is just it perfects what Doom 2016 did, and it is just invigorating. Playing the DLC a month ago, I was like, "Holy shit!" This it just doesn't get old. Neither does Hades, but I just I think I've I think I enjoyed all the time they spent on Doom. Okay, more that's than fair. Hades. Um, I think with the buzz Hades is getting personally, uh, I can't see that not winning. Um, and I don't That's think it's going to win game of the year. So I think this is one of those spots where it gets recognized. I think as much as I hate to say it, I think I'm going to change my category. Can someone do that for me? Cause I had to close the tab. You want it. What do you want it to do? To you Hades. want Hades? Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to okay. agree with you guys. So we've switched it to Hades. No, be different. We need a reason for us not all to get points. So, uh, we've got a good mix here. Uh, as we come up um yeah. innovation innovation in accessibility this is a new category which uh we're very i mean you say that nathan but the next two ones were ones where yep. it was a clean <laughs> sleep of the same game across you the know board. what come on uh it, it'll get better as we go on so innovations in accessibility right. assassin's creed valhalla grounded hyperdot the last of us part two and watchdogs legion um we all picked the last of us part no two there's no competition what the last shout of us out, did shout outs to ubi this year shout outs to ubi but yeah it's yeah last yeah and i appreciate yeah. that ubi's been uh speaking with uh um friend of the show steve sailor about um like how they can get better but th- uh last of us part two did, just knocked out of the park in terms of the accessibility did they have this category last year no, this is new to this nope, year first nope. year so in my just based on my own brain recap of the year this is the game that inspired this category yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, oh, absolutely 100%. so i kind of have to vote yep. for that i think that's fair i don't think we need a lot of discussion on this one so let's keep moving on uh best ar slash vr game even though there isn't no an ar game on the list they're all vr games hey pokemon go has been nominated previously um but dreams Half-Life Alex, Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Um, we all have Half-Life Alex. I feel like it has to be Half-Life Alex, although I feel very sad for Dreams because yep. I think Dreams is excellent. They're all, 100% it's Half-Life. They are all fantastic games, but Half-Life Alex is they just up, is on a different echelon when it yep, comes to games. I agree with that. Uh, I, I wish I could play it. I hope it comes to PSVR or PSVR 2 at some point, what, what, whatever that happens to be. Um okay so next up we've got best community support um so that's gonna be apex legends destiny 2 fall guys fortnite no man's sky or valorant um so we've got a bit of a mix here uh so we've got three for no man's sky with aj alex and cozy uh mitch has said fortnite and i have said fall guys um do you really think fall guys fall guys hasn't really been I mean, community Community support, management guess, has been really I will good. say, the Fall Guys yeah. Twitter account has been quite And that's active. why I, I actually picked it, because of the, Oliver on the Fall Guys Twitter account, okay. because it has been really, really solid, really active. It raised money for charity this year, um, in terms of... Okay. Uh, that's yeah, a solid so reason. it's more not about the support for the game itself, but the like the supporting the community itself. And I think it's been really active and really positive. And like I said, there's been contests. Uh, well, they raised, what was it? they raised like a million dollars a million dollars for charity 
So I think it's a, a I don't know that that's why I went Fall Guys, and if unfortunately if Fall Guys is going to win a category, it's going to be this one. Um, I I wonder if every everybody who like in terms of like the judges and stuff who are going to be voting for these things have that information, or if it's just the title and make. I a think a lot of people will know about Fall Guys because it was getting a lot of news when they were doing that bidding war about who was going to yeah. and when it won there was a lot of news about that and it was the people who but, but was that was there a lot of news about that or was that just because we were so invested in the game that we were seeing all the no, news No cuz they were talking about it on different shows I think people who um, are voting on these categories are specifically in touch with what's happening in the gaming sphere and that was happening in the gaming sphere at the time um, and I think that that where like don't get me wrong, Destiny's had expansions. Um, Apex Legends has had new characters and a whole new map, um, but it's not the same. Talking about it, um, like one thing happening versus it getting tons of buzz and talked about. So I don't know personally. I, I'm going to try and be a little bit different and put Fall Guys in there. We'll see what happens. I think that was Fortnite's my reasoning with Fortnite. Fortnite's a safe bet, I think. Um, None of because... us are really invested in that community, but for me, picking yeah. Fortnite is, we know it's the biggest thing on the friggin' planet. Yeah. So they've got to be doing something right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and if and it doesn't I, get I just, ongoing, it'll get this. I just think the, the comeback story for No Man's Sky is just too good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it's, it's in another category uh, we'll get to very shortly, but, um, you know, the comeback story and um, just, if it, I, I'm part of the. I'm on the. I have subscribed to the subreddit for that and the outpouring of suppo- uh, positivity. I almost said suppository. What's on my mind? <laughs> um, the the outpouring of positivity uh, in in for No Man's Sky there in general. Um, you want hey you want to talk about a good photo mode? Fucking No Man's yeah. Sky. Uh, that it's fantastic. Don't say that because um, now Alex is going to go play it. You need to go Has... play it, Alex. Has No Man's Sky won any awards over the course of the past couple of years since making its sort of big comeback? And I feel like it's won something for like best ongoing game or something like that before. I feel like it won this category or won a category. Yeah, I feel like that's correct as well. Um, Somebody can because I feel like that actually kind of it kind of puts a dampen. I feel on my feelings on whether or not I think it can win again. I believe it has been recognized. I mean, I don't think it's any less deserving of it. I'm looking now. Um, but you guys yeah, let's continue. let's move on to the let's next mobile the next best mobile game while we sort this out. So for best mobile game, uh, we've got Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Geshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, we're split down the line again uh, with three of us going Among Us with myself, Mitch, and AJ, and then Alex and Cozy um, choosing Geshin Impact. Um Alex or Cozy, any thoughts on Geshin Impact versus Among Us? I think just as a game, Geshin Impact is kind of like, as a game on mobile, it doesn't feel like it's comparable. I don't think Among Us either, but I just feel like, I feel like when people talk about Among Us, it's the PC version. I just feel like that's where it's getting all its notoriety. Yes, people do play it on the phone. I'm not denying that. But I feel like when you talk about like AOC streaming it, she was streaming it on her PC. Like, I just, I feel like that is a PC game first where I feel like so, Geshin Impact is more yeah. mobile focused. Is it it's mobile interesting Because it's on every console under yeah, the sun. Yeah, I always think, think of Geshin but, Impact as a console game and less of an experience on the phone. I mean, 
But do you feel, though, the fact that Genshin Impact has such a big kind of console presence might actually help it, though? Because that's what I'm thinking. No more, I think, than the PC version of Among Us helps Among Us, honestly. Yeah. I think it is but down to these two. It's entirely possible. I just think Among Us is the more popular title, so when people get to vote, it's like, oh, well, yeah, it makes Among Us more accessible to people who want to play with their friends, so we'll vote for yep. Among Us. I don't know. I, I think it can definitely come down to Among Us. I just I think this is one of those instances where a lot of people play Among Us on mobile in the same way that a lot of people play Fortnite on mobile. But I don't know how many of the people who are going to be judging what game deserves best mobile game are, you know, really invested in Among Us on mobile as well. Watch Call of Duty Mobile somehow win it Seeing again. Seeing how there's the no best PC oh, game, um, I, and I think just the name Among Us will do the trick and definitely in the gaming communities that are out there once again that are like because when i'm picking who's like in my mind how i'm going to score points i'm putting myself in the minds of the people who are picking this and they're all like people in the gaming community and there's been nothing bigger uh than than among us among gaming circles they're all playing it they're all you doing it they're aware of geshin impact but they're not really playing it i think that's where my i i will say Last thing I want to say, I will say, like, I more instinctively chose Genshin Impact because my Twitter feed is such that I see, still to this day, a lot of people posting about Genshin Impact stuff, so I guess it's been a little bit more on my mind. I can totally see how, if my Twitter feed was a little bit differently, it would be like, oh yeah, of course it's going to be Among Us. So, uh, I didn't realize this happened earlier today, but Eddie Vedder is going to be performing at the uh, game. It happened Wars. yesterday, actually. No, well, they announced it today. Uh, well, at least Pearl Jam tweeted about uh, it today. I think it came out yesterday. Uh, yeah, Neat. but Eddie Vedder will be performing cool. at the Game Awards. Uh, something from The Last of Us. Uh, yeah, a little song. I don't know if you've heard uh, of it. Dr. Uckman uh, is very excited about it. As he should um, be. Okay, so <laughs> uh, best indie game. So we've got Carrion, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. This category is Fire. Um, all of yeah. these games are fantastic games and um, yeah. I'm going to just put it out there. Everybody picked Hades. I think Fall Guys is going to win because Hades and Spelunky 2 are going to split the votes. So Nathan, I want Fall Guys to win. I know Hades is going to win. Hades Spelunky win. 2 is not going to split the vote. Mm. It, it absolutely will not. Like Spelunky it 1 had this big... Side for Hades. It's going to... Yeah the we there's spelunky 2 kind of came out and nothing happened it's just like oh wow yeah more spelunky for the people who were like dedicated and diehard and then it just went away there are still people thirsting after all the characters in hades so i still gotta finish so. that that's another one on my list i want to get i wish i liked hades year. more it's so good. Uh, I don't know. Yes. There's, I understand the hook to it and the, uh, maybe it's just me not dr driving with roguelikes. Um, maybe. Yeah. Like I've never really found a roguelike, which I loved and I was hoping it would be Hades and it still hasn't been Hades. Um, and I thought with everybody talking the way they were, that that was going to be the game. But you know what? On this one, I'm going to go with my heart. Fall Guys has to win something, right? Yeah, it does. I, I, and it's going to be I heartbreaking it when it doesn't. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll so let's keep moving because we're getting long in tooth here. So, uh, best ongoing games. So we've got Fortnite, um, 
uh, No Man's Sky, Call of Duty Warzone, Destiny 2, and Apex Legends. Um, we've got a mix here between uh, No Man's Sky, Destiny 2, and Fortnite. Um, thoughts, guys? It's a crapshoot. Destiny 2 has kind of been at the level it's been at consistently, yeah. where I feel like No Man's Sky, this is like the final like crescendo of the comeback story. So. Yeah. Uh, I feel. I still don't feel like would... enough people are playing it actively for it to be the best on. Yeah, compared to something like Destiny. Well, and I think 2. you guys are both wrong because I think Fortnite's going to take um, uh, this category. <laughs> I think Fortnite takes yeah, this category Fort... of voting it happen now and not a month. No, ago. it's still been working on the Nexus, the Marvel stuff for a while, um, and like the what it's been doing this year and talking about. I, like, I don't see how Fortnite can't win this uh, best ongoing thing. It is still the most popular game in the world. And like, I gotta be honest. Oh, oh go ahead, Alex or Cozy. Be be honest. Well, I was just gonna say, I feel yeah, like Cozy. this category and best community support feel a little bit on the redundant side. I gotta a be a little honest. same. I think they need a yeah. better name for best community support, which is why I went to the Twitter aspect of it, and that's why I picked Fall Guys because right. it feels more like when they're talking about community support, it's actually like supporting the community. Where this is. This is where I would say No Man's Sky potentially would fall in um, because this is actual about game changes and like how, how you've yeah. continued to develop the game where I think when I look at at least how I'm looking at community support, it's how are they supporting the community directly. So um, at least that's how I took it for it. So um, games for impact. So for games for impact, a new category from last year, if found, which I don't know what that is, Kentucky Route Zero, which I really want to play and haven't played, Spirit Fair, which is supposed to be great, Tell Me Why, which I should play, and it's on Game Pass on PC, and I should play that. Um, so is Spirit Fair. Yes, FYI. that is as well. That's fair. And Through the Darkest of Times, once again, I don't know what that game is. Um, I went with Tell Me Why because I uh, have heard very positive things about this that this year. Um, it looks like most of us did. AJ, you went with Spiritfarer. Any thoughts? Did I go with Spiritfarer? You did. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm guessing yeah, no, that's changing. No, nah, may, maybe not. Like, I've heard the most about Tell Me Why, but I've also, like, heard that it wasn't necessarily the most uh, exciting. Progressive. Uh, yeah, progressive as as it could have been. I've heard more stuff recently about Spirit Fair. Okay. Um, so I think the honest truth for me is, uh, no matter how exciting the game was or how it dealt with things, I think um, the communities that voting on this for me are going to be awarding. Tell me why, just for it trying to bring a trans character into the game um, that mm. is supported properly. Um, so. Uh, so anyways games for impact always in nice category there so best performance absolutely um this year we've got al uh, ashley johnson as ellie laura bailey as abby um i'm not gonna say this right daisuke to Dice dice as jin sakai logan cunningham as hades and natty jeter as miles morales um who, what do we got going on here? So we I, got... Uh, I actually think I'm going to change mine here, but I'll let you talk Okay, first. so we've got three for Laura Bailey as Abby, and that's uh, Mitch, Alex, and AJ, although soon to not be Mitch. Uh, Cozy looking at Natty Jeter as Miles Morales. Um, and uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades, because I actually thought he was really good in Hades. So, I thought he was wonderful, but... Mm. 
So I'm I doing mean, something you haven't of... done yet, and I'm changing uh-huh. my answer to something no one's picked. And even though I'd love to see Laura Bailey win, I still think Ashley Johnson Ashley Johnson uh, takes this one as Ellie. I'm on the fence I about this firm, one. I vehemently disagree with you. I know you disagree with me, which is why we're going to be upset when this gets announced. I'm going for points here. I'm not going with my heart. I think she's she wins not it again because all she was was angry. I, feel I like know, Laura but Bailey she's still going to win. Wider variety of emotions. I um, agree uh, with you hundred percent. I still think that Ellie takes it somehow. Ashley Johnson's really well. I'm on the fence here. I'll say that, if that means anything. There's that. Too. I'm on the fence here. Laura Bailey is as well. That's fair. Abby this was category not. is best performance, and best performance is of course voice work, but it's also if you are doing mocap things that you do physically in your mocap suit. And there are a couple things that uh, Abby, uh, portrayed by Laura Bailey, does involving her mocap suit that are pretty iconic in The Last of Us Part Two. And I can't help but feel like that could actually really push things over for her and secure her the win. Mm. Um, I personally, though, I'm going to go, I- I'm going with uh, Natty D- Jeter, uh, sorry, I apologize if I butchered that name. Uh, just because I can't help but feel like because Laura Bailey is such an established name, that will work against her. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see who wins here. I think this is really a toss-up, and I think there's a lot of great performances this year. Also really glad that they didn't. Uh, they don't have a separate male and female. It's nice to see them all together. So, yeah, yeah so sure. there's no gender to it, which I appreciate. Um, okay, yep. so best audio design. So for best audio design, we've got Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, and The Last of Us Part Two. I haven't played any of these games, but I've just heard about The Last of Us Part Two and their audio design, and I feel like that's where it's going to be. Uh, Cozy and Alex have Half Life, uh, Alex, and Alex, you've actually played it. Um, so yes, I think it's very much half-life sounds but i feel like those sounds are but they're like almost reinvigorated with like it being a new generation with it being in vr that it being 3d audio instead of just kind of the stereo audio that we got with the other half-life games i i think i'm gonna change my mind and choose the last of us part two because i specifically remember something that steve sailor told me when i was filming my doc that the reason the sound design is as fantastic as it is in the last of us part two is because people who can't see needed to be able to hear that game and so that is why that game sounds like it does so if someone wouldn't mind changing my answer I'll to change the it. last of us part two yeah the last Thank of you. us is a shoe in for that exactly that reason the accessibility yeah. aspects of the sound design is what puts it over the top of anything else that's coming okay. up this year I, I agree but i i will stay with half-life alex just to be the combo okay. breaker sweet Combo breaker. Uh, you gotta earn points, yep, you know. True. And sometimes yeah. that means playing dirty. Uh, best. That's what this next category best is for. score and music. Um, so we've got the Last of Us Part Two, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, this, this is, is all one. over the place. Um, I think for the song that that is in. The Last of Us Part Two and the fact that Eddie Vedder is coming to perform it, it will win. For the best score music. No. I disagree. Death Take on me. did not win last year, and they had churches play the... That's true. Hey, hey, hey. Do not besmirch the name of Chaverches, okay? We get it right in this house. What? 
Traverges? There's a V instead of a U in the name. I don't think that's how they say it, though. I say it Traverges, so. I'm also a millennial, so. That's I'm true. Not a yeah, me too. You know what's yeah. You know what's hip. Technically, I'm a millennial. I'm an old fart. Yay, millennial! Yeah. Got you on that technicality, Nathan. That's true. Um, you know, I was born right in the first I th- year. I barely squeaked I just, in there. I think the composition, the soundtrack, the score of Final Fantasy VII is it brings tears to my eyes when I listen to it because it evokes what you felt from the game. I can listen to future days and it's just future days. Honestly, I was not as emotionally attached to that game as I thought it would be. And I feel like the soundtrack and score of final fantasy seven resonates with me. And I think it will resonate with the audience more so than the last of us part two, even though I think it's basically every category left. Yeah. But you're also dumb. So I will all, Hey, you're a big old poopy head for calling me a dumb, dumb. Not Persona nice. Five Royal is a glaring emission yeah, from this. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's no question about that. I think it's. I think it is. I think it's honestly a toss-up between Final Fantasy VII remake and Doom Eternal. But also, I also think Hades because Darren Corb makes really fucking good ass music. So I feel like this could go anywhere. But I all I will say is the DLC for Doom Eternal was severely lacking Mick Gordon, and I think that is why Doom Eternal is going to do it because Doom is so defined by its soundtrack. So, all right, uh, let's move on uh, to keep this clip going. Uh, best art direction. Uh, so for best art direction, we've got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. I think there's a few really strong contenders here. Um, we've got two for Final Fantasy VII Remake with Cozy and AJ, Alex with Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and then Mitch and I both saying Hades. Uh, personally, I think Hades is taking it just because of the character designs in those games because I think they're fantastic. And some of those girls are really thirsty over... Some I, know, want, I want Hades are very thirsty to take as well. it, but There's I would very thirsty people about Hades. Um, so yeah, I want Hades to take it, but I feel like basically any game in this category could take it. What Ghost of Tsushima does yeah. with color is phenomenal. Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. Remake is the one to me is like, is it though? My, uh, the so rest of my argument for though. voting for Final Fantasy VII Remake is just the way in which VII adapts the designs and look of the city that you're journeying inside of from the way it looked in the original Final Fantasy VII. The way that it updated Aerith, Tifa's designs, so on and so forth, and made it feel kind of wholly fresh and updated and, you know, good looking by the standards of a 2020 game. So, all right. Fair. Um, Yeah, I think this is a toss-up. It could end up with anybody, and I think really, uh, I don't think there's a disappointing one for that. Um, see the next, the rest of the categories I don't see as a toss up. Yeah. At all. Uh, so best narrative. Uh, so we've got Thirteen Sentinels, AJ's Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I actually went with Final Fantasy VII Remake, having played partial of that, but everybody else picked The Last of Us Part Two. Am I an idiot? Yeah. Really? But I that's think, not I mean, because of this. Oh, well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> there is. N- I don't see I any. Mean, wor- Final Fantasy I'm- VII Remake definitely has one of the more coherent Final Fantasies, Final Fantasy plots in the series, but I feel like it's going to be tough to overcome The Last of Us Part Two. I, I, I think if any game were to overcome The Last of Us Part Two, for me, honestly, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. I think the narrative they told there was really good, really fresh. But that yeah. being said, The Last of Us Part Two absolutely. Runs I'm switching my this. vote. Go me. All right. Wow. All right. Fair enough. Clean. Um, best game direction. 
So uh, we've got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. Everybody picked Half-Life. Oh, no. Uh, no, that's not true at all, actually. Sorry. Uh, three people Last picked The Last of Us Part Two uh, in AJ, Alex, and Mitch. Uh, Cozy has picked Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I have picked Ghost of Tsushima. This is where I see Ghost winning, uh, personally, um, because I think from what I've seen, the direction of Tsushima just looks amazing. Um, and the way they made that world. Um, so, I don't know, but I think this is a toss-up uh, between these three. Nathan, can you give me the names of the co-directors on Ghost of Tsushima? Yes. Jin Sakai. And, and that's why and that's why oh, Neil Nate Druckmann Fox. takes this with the last yeah, one. Yeah, Neil and Andrew Goldfarb. Yeah, Andrew Goldfarb definitely. Yeah. The no, thing about I, this category is that like game direction covers such like a broad swath of different kinds of design choices, right? Like for example, in the case of God of yeah. War 2018, we would argue, oh well, the fact that the camera is never cutting, that's like an example of good game direction. With this instance and like i can totally see how you would completely disagree on this point but like i think that an example of the last of us part two's direction that i did not think was very effective and that i consider to be direction is just how long and how drawn out that game is and and i realize that like this is an opinion not shared by that many other people but like i thought it was really to that game's detriment and so that's why i'm handing final fantasy 7 remake the nod instead of part two okay um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, so we're going to come back to game of the year category. Um, surprise announcements. Uh, so these are, what do we say, five points? If, uh, yeah. if we yes. get a surprise announcement correct here. So uh, number up, we have AJ, and he's got the Halo Infinite Vidoc update. I don't know what that means. Uh, a video documentary update on the status of Halo Infinite presented at the i don't awards. think we see that didn't they already it say we're not like seeing anything long. this year it doesn't matter we can move on i, I don't know we'll, we'll see uh i'd be surprised we're already getting up near a three-hour podcast uh, you know, hey, they happen hey. sometimes um i'll risk it for alex you've got uh god of war ragnarok tease i think that's possibly likely it's supposed to come out next year we haven't seen anything besides yep. the logo i think that's fair uh cozy uh the first tease of final fantasy 7 remake part two yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they have been upfront about the fact that COVID disrupted the speed at which they were working on the second saga of the Final Fantasy VII Remake series, but I think it's coming sooner rather than later, and I think now's a good time to tease it, especially with the original Final Fantasy VII Remake having so many noms at this year's Game Awards. Uh, Mitch, you have chosen new Pokemon Snap release date. Um... Yes, and let me say one thing. All of y'all in here with your update tease teaser like concrete surprise announcements come on these are so vague that one of them is bound to be right at least i said something concrete and that we will get a actual release date on a game that we know is going to come out next year but that's the whole point about the game awards is that they are just teasers and trailers honestly i mitch i think you're being really conservative here because we know that pokemon snap exists I guess we know Ragnarok exists yeah. too, and we know Final Fantasy. So. Right, but Nintendo typically doesn't do stuff at the Game Awards. Well, like this. they've done other stuff like this. Well, they not showed with, Joker. Not, the the Pokemon company has never shown yeah. something new at the Game Awards. They save that well, for their they own thing. Breath of the yeah, Wild. I, yeah, I think Breath of the Wild was there. The Pokemon company. Um, 
The Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon Breath of the Wild. There it is. Pokemon Breath of the Wild. So, yeah. Um, and uh, for me, uh, I don't think we're seeing Metroid Prime 4 anytime soon. But I think next year they will have a studio working on a new 2D Metroid coming out in 2021 to other MG people. Uh, just, we'll Justin see. Doss, friend of the show, actually tweeted out and said, you're wrong, Nathan, and that we will see some update on Metroid Prime 4 at the Game Awards. So we will see who is actually Ooh. right. If you want to contribute to the show, go follow it's us true. on Twitter. Um, and then uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, announcement character because it's overdue for a new character in Smash Brothers Ultimate. There's no questions about that. Um, who do we have here? So AJ, you got Master Chief. Alex, you have Master Chief. Um, Cozy has Doom Slayer. Mitch has Ratchet and Clank. And as much as I want that, Mitch, that's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, heck yeah, bud. <laughs> I, I, I would want nothing more than Ratchet and Clank to be in there. That's not going to happen. Okay, I put Master Chief and then realized two y'all motherfuckers also put Master Chief, so I had to change it to try to get some um, points. I, th I, I think Crash Bandicoot... Clearly I think Crash Bandicoot's going to be in the game. And I think this is the time to announce it. Um, after we've had this... It's about Crash time. 4, it's about time to announce it. So... Uh, I feel like I feel like, I, and plus, Crash has had multiple appearances at the Game Awards. What if they go, okay? What if they go uh, just to the opposite of that and just pull in Spyro instead? Well, then Crash would be. It first. wouldn't be. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't like Crash games, but I think Crash is the better character for Smash. Agreed. So, yeah. My Man. only my only thing with Master Chief is. Like, why he might not get picked is just because there's already two Microsoft characters between Banjo and uh, yep. Minecraft Steve. Cuphead is there as a me fighter skin as well. So, yeah. although that could just mean the door is open for, for those conversations. So, it's also, also like, true. that's why I went out of left field with a Sony pick because Sony's going to have to get this, get a skin in the game at mm -hmm. some point. I don't think that'll ever we happen. See no, them, we see them branching no, out won't. with Fortnite. It'll be that. It'll I be that cat why they... if they ever do it. Those two cats that they really like that weren't. Isn't oh yeah, isn't Ratchet a Toro cat? and yeah, something. the ones that were in the um uh yeah PlayStation, PlayStation All Stars, All -Stars Battle Royale. The aren't Lombax or aren't Lombaxes like cat like? I don't know. Is that a real animal like okay. a Bandicoot? No, this is an alien. Yeah, creature. I didn't think Lombax. It, it's were like real. it's like Otzels from. Uh, Jack and Daxter, where it's like an animal that kind of seems real, okay. but it's not. That's what I thought. Um, okay, and then finally, game of the year. Uh, so this is going to be the final uh, one. Um, should we have more points awarded to game of the year? Or just keep it at one? I mean, the fact that we kind of... I, oh, never mind. Somebody changed. Or, oh, no, wait. Okay. I thought we were, I thought we were more consistent. Never mind. I mean, we are consistent between one of two titles, but I could change the math. I'm just wondering that. because this is the penultimate. Might be a little category. more difficult, but um, if, if it, the math's hard to change, it's the final category. I wouldn't say oh, it's no, penultimate. You're right; it's the final category. Um, well, let's read the yeah, nominees. So let's go through the nominees here. Um, so we've got Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, so Mitch, Alex, and AJ have all picked The Last of Us Part Two. Cozy and I have picked um, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, which up until this point has only been picked in one other category by really anybody. Um, I think 
personally, this is Animal Crossing's year of just being Animal Crossing has dominated the year. Um, uh, it dominated. It dominated the your spring. Year. It dominated the spring. Everywhere you look, like people are like kind of like they're they're playing it casually, but they're not into it like they were. So I still hear people talking about it, though. I I don't hear people talking about playing The Last of Us, still. But I, I think mean, that's just there's completely different, different types of games. games. I think that is fair. Yeah, one is an ongoing game, and one is The Last of Us, which is a masterpiece yeah, a... and is very very much likely to win numerous Game of the Year's awards. This one included. I think The Last of Us Part Two will win. I think that's just like especially with the, like the the people who would be voting for the game awards um i do want to say there's two very glaring omissions or there's a lot of glaring omissions from mm-hmm. the nominees i how the fuck is half-life alex not yeah, nominated for this yeah i think that's I, absurd yeah. like out of all the other games that came out this year i think half-life alex is better than ghost of tsushima i think it's better than hades i think it's better than doom eternal nobody played like, it like yeah. i think that's the problem and that's why it didn't get nominated i guess the pro- yeah the vr Persona the vr burial yeah. also needed to be nominated here fall yeah. guys needed to be yeah, nominated here and i'm gonna go as far as saying among us should have been nominated yep. here mm. or and flight simulator um, so it's pretty safe to say that like the reason why we're split on the last of us part two and animal crossing new horizons are because both these games are about as far away as possible as you could place two different games of the rest of the nominees that we have not selected which one or which ones do you think have the best shot of potentially disrupting our predictions ghost or hades yeah. ghost hades. people are thirsty I think over hades, hades is like Hades is like the ultimate underdog in this category. This is like yeah. no way, wait. Is not it, can we just say under, it's the underdog? Yes, but I would also say Animal Crossing is an underdog I'd here see, as well because like Nintendo games. I don't think it's an underdog. Are, Nintendo had nothing this year other Doom than Animal Crossing and shout out to Doom Club Eternal Coast is the underdog because everybody's yeah, like, why is Doom Eternal on this list? Yeah, that, I've heard that a lot. Like people, everybody's just like, how did Doom Eternal, but not half-life alex get on there right so yeah yeah um like and I, alex i know you love yeah. doom eternal but i don't know that's that's a prevailing narrative i'm hearing no i i even said i think half-life i think half-life alex is better than so than I, I think there's an argument that they should be expanding this category um that being said i feel like that's an argument we should have another time maybe when we're going over results because we've run super long today uh yeah super, super duper, duper long for a super duper sized edition of our podcast. So I'm just going to go right to the outro. Um, so uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to check us on Twitch, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on our Twitter account at Press YYZ, which will keep you up to date uh, on when we go live and post new episodes. And of course, you can find the rest of the crew on social media. Alex. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at blatantly underscore Alex, and you can see all of my Cyberpunk 2077 screenshots that I'm inevitably going to take at blatantly underscore Perfect. Alex on Twitter. Remind me to unfollow you before <laughs> that. Cozy. Motherfucker, you, you have notifications turned on for me. You can find me sure. on Twitter at Alex Kazina. Go check that out. See what I'm up to. Uh, AJ. Uh, you can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. I didn't bring it up um, on this episode, but uh, if if 
if next week isn't completely dominated by cyberpunk i will probably talk about uh empire of sin a little bit because i just picked mm. that up today and got through the tutorial uh it looks neat so all right yeah tune in Ooh, next week sweet mitch everywhere on the internet at mr perfect mitch. and you can follow me at the underscore and mac on both twitter and instagram uh, once again if you have instagram ideas for me please let me know because i'm an old man i don't know how to do these things also check out my reviews at ps4blog.net where my Sackboy review has gone live if, i don't know a few days ago probably if you're no, if it's you're listening to this it's longer up. ago um but uh yeah uh, other than that uh, until next time thanks for playing take care guys